You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Um, what science now tells us is a Thursday, June sixth. A uh, big storm brewing off uh, the the Gulf. Take a look at Clearwater, Florida, up on uh, the monitor here, not far from Fezzi's hometown. Tropical storm. Andrea. So it's that time of the year. Tornadoes, hurricanes, wildfires. The earth is doing its best to shake us off and get rid of us once for all. Dig in tight, everybody. Put your nails into the dirt and hold on before you're kicked off into space. 
Screw that. I ain't going. I came up on the elevator today with Questlove. That's nice. He's doing shave 45. How did Fro look? Fantastic. I tried to point him out to the kids, and it looked like Molly had no idea who I was talking about. Have you heard of a little band called The Roots? The Ruts. The Ruts. Or have you seen the Jimmy Fallon show? There's a band there every night. That's called the Jimmy Fallon show? <laughs> it's the Jimmy Fallon show. Come on. These kids don't know. Uh, we got an unmasked to bring up with you today. Uh, and this is a very uh, cool one. Um, I think we're going to go way deeper into writing than we ever had before. Uh, but if you follow along with a little TV show called Magic City, uh, you will know that the person who wrote, created it, produces it, does everything, Mitch Glazer is going to be here. Hell now, yeah. his comedy background, uh, Mitch is the first person, this is kind of interesting, ever in history to write about John Belushi uh, when he was with, I believe it was probably Crawl Daddy or Cream. I'm not sure which one it is right Crawl now. Crawl Daddy. All right, Crawl Daddy magazine. He wrote the John Belushi Most Dangerous Man in TV uh, piece. And from that became friends with John. Uh, started writing with Michael O'Donoghue. They did a crazy kind of... TV special, what would have then been like a VHS release. <laughs> uh, he also wrote the movie Scrooged, uh, produced Lost in Translation. Uh, him and Bill Murray are uh, very close. Uh, matter of fact, him and the entire Murray family are very close. So it'll be an interesting thing to talk about writing, uh, comedy, and those early crazy. SNL days because they were uh, they were the shit. They really were. <laughs> so Mitch Glazer, this one should be very, very interesting. Uh, will be the next Unmasked. And that's Wednesday, June 12th at 2 p.m. You can be in the studio audience. Just head on over to the iBang. Check your Twitter, the iBang, and sign up today for the Mitch Glazer Unmasked. Mitch Glazer. Unmasked. All right. So uh, we'll be plugging that as the day goes along. All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Coming up uh, a little later on, we'll be doing the five. The worthy sequels. Uh, we've got a lifeboat today, which I think is going to be a tough one. And uh, also talking about Music Festa Palooza. Ramad Rue. <laughs> that it is the summer for Music Fest. You're a big Music Fest guy. Love a festival. Love going out to a fe it's staying in a place and camping out and listening to bands all day long for a weekend. I love listening to bands. I hate the lack of chairs. Uh, 
And sitting down, you have uh, a chance that some girl in E is going to roll over your head. That's a positive. What is your secretary working on today? Because she's just <laughs> fucking typing away as the show's going on. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't take a look there. I have a lot of monitors in front of me. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um, let's switch you out so you can type over there and put him over here. Maybe send me in one of the kids, and you can run into the other studio, and it'll all be great. This is just what I hear during the whole show. I think it's going to work out. The, uh... I love this story. Well, by the way, I don't know whether you know this. Someone tried to stab themselves in the Today Show Plaza. What? Right across the hall today, yeah. I heard that as soon as I got up. I guess they tried to do it while the Today Show was going on. Live? Yeah. Blood's flying out against the window? I'll commend them for their showmanship, but you shouldn't be trying to kill yourself, guy. Yeah, I didn't have the chance to see it, but I'd love to get a spy report on that if I could. Uh, madness, though. Madness. The big story, for some reason, I find this hard to believe, but Michael Jackson's uh, little daughter made like a, a, a high school half attempt to kill himself, herself. That's on the front of every newspaper. Cry for help. I guess this is more than anything. Or just being a teen. 15 years old. I took a bunch of Motrin and I, I cut myself. Yeah, and then called a suicide help hotline. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, but they try to come up with the reasons why, and I think you're basically just uh, looking at a kid. She she's very emotional right now. I mean, with the father passing away and the. How do we know that's why it is though? Her father can still be alive and she does it. Uh, send me a little Molly, who is really almost the same age. Jesus, you're as right, Paris Jackson. <laughs> I mean, Molly should just be coming out of her. Uh, weird teenage years where everything is so goddamn important. Look at St. Petersburg. Goddamn. Alright, when I first heard this story, I thought it was little Molly that tried to do it to herself. Oh no, Molly. Did I talk about Paris Jackson? Yeah, I thought it was Paris Hilton, but same thing. Yikes. Uh... You didn't know who Questlove was? I'm embarrassed to say I did not, but I heard people talking about him right after, and he sounds like a cool dude. He's the coolest. He's the man. One of the great musicians of our time. You know, the, the, the night that we did the uh, Springsteen show up in Harlem, which you refused to go to, when we went back to the party, yeah. Questlove was spinning. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was laughing because I'm like, I'm sure he got paid more tonight than our producers get paid over the course of a year. <laughs> To sit there and spin records. I'm sure. All right, the thing with your... What age group do little girls have this cry for help? Where do you think it starts? Oh, uh, I think... Well, she's she's sort of like... I, I feel she's a, a special case because she's like the daughter of a celebrity. But I think in general, it starts like 13 to like... I, pe I feel like people start to... 60? 
that women are crazy from 13 <laughs> to 60? I think, uh, yeah, maybe. But I think I was going to say, like, I think people start to grow out of it around 19. If, if like Once they get settled in in college, not their first year of college, yeah. when they put on their freshman 15 <laughs> and then act like I can't stand it here, mom, please let me come home. <laughs> yeah, right. Once they get settled into that and become okay with it. Yeah, then people start to become a little more stable, I think. I feel like you don't meet that many super insecure adults or like people that actually want to talk about it necessarily. You couldn't be more wrong but because you'll run into all of them as you go along. But I think most people at some point have like suicidal thoughts. Like for me, one of the only people in the world that you could look at and say, there is the wit I wish I had, there's the language I wish I had, Stephen Fry. I think he's the fucking one of the most interesting people in the world, and he just said yesterday that he tried to kill himself last year. What the? Now that, imagine the way you grunt and groan through a show. Yeah. If you had even a small amount of Stephen Fry's talent for communication, eloquence. Yeah. I don't understand why the. I wonder if it's tied in with the gay thing. Self hatred, or just could they just go hand in hand? I don't know. I'd like to ask Fez, but he's in a fucking his own kind of weird fre frenzy today. Madness. There's a moon. Um, maybe what we're saying is gay people are actually, it's this form of mental illness. You've learned that in your school, haven't you, in Boston? Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, it's you, Catholic school, so. Which school do you go to? <laughs> Boston College. And it's all Catholic? Uh, well, not it's not all Catholic, but it's you know it's a Catholic affiliated school. Nice. So there are priests who are teachers. That's it's why I'm Jesuit. glad that you're waiting. You're waiting for the right boy. <laughs> yes. And marriage. BC is also glad that I'm waiting. Good. There was like a big scandal at BC this year about condom distribution. That was like a big to do because it's Catholic school. Yeah, don't use a condom, ever. Yeah, because that's killing like little babies and the, and the little sperm babies, little swimming babies. The technical term. Anytime a sperm dies, I just fucking cry. Do you realize how many <laughs> dead babies there are in a load? If you masturbate, you should get a bunch of little coffins and then bury <laughs> everyone who has tiny little sperm. Just flakes of jizz in it. <laughs> Why do you got There's a beautiful young girl here. Don't listen to anything. She's a Catholic, unlike yourself. I'm a Catholic. This is the bad one. Um, so you, you're taught that gays are mentally ill. Uh, um, I don't know. Not really. I guess, like, the unofficial stance is that, you know, homosexuality is wrong and is a sin. Would you like to bring Fez in for show and tell? And say this is what happens? Yeah. Well, I feel like the, the students are a lot more, like, um, you know, they don't really care as much about homosexuality as the administration does. It's not really, I don't think that the... And then the weird thing is all the administrators are probably homosexuals. Probably. That's the strange thing. And they're just eating up those young college dudes. Why do you take it to a blunt thing? Like, we lay this subtle yeah. kind of question mark mm -hmm. out there, and you get very blunt. Uh, we noticed this time that the interns have no respect for Chris Stanley, mainly the boys. They yeah. both attacked him on the air, and yet they, they idolize Pips. And we just got around to saying they see that Pips actually works for a living. Oh, and I don't? Yeah, that's exactly no, it. I bust my ass. A hundred percent. Yes. Mm. I'm just going by what the interns are saying. <laughs> well, why are we supposed to the interns? Are because in five they have days. no respect. I have to just see who they respect and who they don't respect. They actually lack respect for you. I now, think it has to do with like maybe um, 
like Pips, I think chooses his words like super carefully. It's great the way he does that, isn't it? Yeah, he's very, he's like very thoughtful. Like I'm not, I don't think about you. No, guys. it's not. It's not that you're not thoughtful. It's just like you're like a drunk. <laughs> well, I am a drunk, but you know, not during work hours usually. They're not gonna respect that. They will learn to respect it. What about this, Davy Mac? Goes around you and asks me if he can come in and do the show after he does Sam's show. He's trying to get the Sam and Dave show back together, that popular show. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that goes, they were... Yeah. You didn't even know about that? I didn't know they were trying to get back together. This is the lack of respect for him that I was talking about. That is pretty unrespectful. Or disrespectful, as they say. I thought he was just looking to plug the movie thought. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. She said that adults are uh, have it together. She met Fez. And Fez was kind of suicidal. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess adults just do a better job of hiding their insecurity than teenagers do. I think you probably just haven't paid attention to him yet. <laughs> when you do, you will see. Yeah, it's just like wah, 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 and still Charlie Brown. That's good. Thank you. Try to keep that going as long as you possibly can. Okay. Ours of the day. Uh, Operation Ivy, we wouldn't even bring that up today, but uh, nice move on that. Do you know where Fez is this morning? Yeah, I think he is trying to find a phone charger for you. Is that no? Is that right? We don't have the phone charger, Hicks? The phone charger went missing last night, so I'm, I, I didn't send Fez to find a phone charger. I had Pips call to find a phone charger. I don't know why Fez would be looking for one. I don't one. know. Maybe that's just a rumor. It's fact, now that you deliver it that way. Uh, so that's what he's worried about now, as the show starts. We got to take him out of that position. Okay. This way, he's free to walk around. Because that weirdness yesterday, getting out and walking on that. A guy's performing here, and Fez is standing next to him. And uh, Mike Zito, who's a great, great guitar player, great singer, great songwriter. And Fez, during his song, gets up and walks out of the room. Was it like a statement? He hated that song so much. We, that's the way, obviously, Mike <laughs> took it. You know what I mean? It was almost, when you walk out on someone f when they are uh, performing a song, it's the same as if you walked out on someone when you're having sex. <laughs> it's like you literally just climbed off them I'm and went and checked on the box scores. This is boring uh, There's a Mike Birbiglia thing that he does when he's doing stand-up. It's really funny. It's about him um, sitting... He's like at the Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and he's on stage, and he really has to go to the bathroom. And he gets up in the middle of this guy's speech, and people think that it's like he's making some kind of statement about... like <laughs> Just guy. walking at him? How did he get on stage, though? I don't know. It's fucking great. Mike, way to go. <laughs> Well, that's basically what happened yesterday. And even now, his partner's talking about him, and we don't know where he is because apparently he's looking for a phone charger. I had no idea about that. That's no. just a rumor. I don't know if that's for Well, he's reason. not here, and he's not in there, right? Well, yeah, because Shelby went to go look for the phone charger, but Shelby didn't take his phone, and so Shelby is missing. I, uh, Shelby and Fez are both missing. <laughs> that's very Pips. bad news. I know you yeah. choose your words carefully, but what the hell's going on over there? I said Shelby on a run to find a phone charger, and he didn't take his phone, but now he's back. Where's Fez? He's right here, Ron. Why would he be there? That's what we situated. We worked it out so I'd be on the phones and Fez would be right here in my spot. <sighs> Jeez.
Jesus. Okay, he works in there now. Maybe you'll get more respect for Fez. So, <laughs> Pips is actually talking for him instead of Fez who's sitting in front of a, a, mic. a mic in the other room. And why did you tell the crazy story about... I got confused. That's okay. I'm sorry. You didn't even know who Questlove was. I know. Youth these days. Am I right? No, most young people... She is right. No, young She's people right. know who Questlove is. I don't think they do. They definitely do. I know one girl who does. <laughs> and she's at the head of her class. At BU? BC. BU? I don't know. I don't know much about college. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you struggled. I know how to get kicked out of them. Mm, drugs. I guess you could say that. I wonder, when you're, wonder where your bottom is going to be. Where you finally fucking bottom out. Because your life is worse than Dwight Gooden's. And he was in here yesterday, and he, his life already bottomed oh, out. Oh, definitely. And he has three rings. I got a donut. Rob, no, e-cigarette is on the news. Check it out. They actually cause cancer, according to that. Oh, well. No, R.J. Reynolds is putting out its first e-cigarette. Good, R.J. Reynolds. Took you long Look enough. Look at that girl smoking at work. <laughs> See, most she people so aren't as unnatural. loud as fucking Hicks with it, though. Oh, uh, Brian from Connecticut sent us some disposable uh, e-cigarettes. This, this is a different kind like of pens. brand. It looks menthol-y. It looks like you're just fucking chewing on a pen, though. Life is becoming great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I bet we all get lip cancer from this fucking plastic somehow. It's coming anyway. Uh, Mike in D.C., you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, I like this uh, Shelby kid you got working there, but I've noticed that every sentence he says kind of tapers off the same way that says his blueberry wine tapered off. He runs out of air. Shelby runs out of air, and every line, it's just, he's like a balloon that's been popped, <laughs> and it's just like, when I ask him, he just gets what? smaller and smaller. Yeah, he'll talk to me in the office. I'll be like, wait, say that again? <laughs> what? I, is it, I really have to, he says it three times. He buzzes by your ear. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do? What? <laughs> they say he carries malaria, so be careful. Oh, God. It's like a little fucking mosquito. Yeah, I gotta admit, now you're smoking two different e-cigarettes at the same time? Yeah, this one's menthol. Double fisting. And it's got, uh, it's got a punch to it. I hope this is just a, uh, a phase. <laughs> um, Don, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Yeah. Don here. Hey, I was going to ask you, is, uh, are you able to, is Fez able to get away with that because he works on XM radio, or are you able to do that on terrestrial, too? You know that a lot of times on terrestrial radio, the host won't be on the show, or will leave, they'll go look for a phone charger, or lock up. I mean, it happens all the time there. I mean, it's satellite radio. Don't you want a little something different? Don't you want a guy just sitting in that other room and still not even answering me after all this time? Or he's checking your screen while that's going on? Yeah, Friends, get the fuck over here. Seriously. <laughs> Come into this room. <sighs> Maybe he should start smoking these cigarettes. He can have my old ones as I'm onto this one. I think I'm just going to become Homer Simpson and start... You're driving me nuts with the double okay, thing. I'll put it down. 
And you're just sucking on it constantly now. Yeah, it's the addictive personality. Oh, God, and he's carrying all the papers. You know someone is disheveled when they have a fucking handful of papers. You should get a smartphone. Because, you, you don't, there, paper, useless, digital world. What he would do is have a stack of them in his fucking <laughs> He just <laughs> wants to be a mess. You have six iPads. What's he just wants to be cluttered. His eyes right now have shined over. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Did we ever find the phone charger? No, we have is not that, found the phone charger. And th that's what's got you so upset? That, yeah, that. <laughs> because we just had a big meeting with new interns on putting things away, preparing the studio, breaking down the studio. Part of it is the phone charger goes in a certain place, and now we you're, lost the phone charger. You're not in charge of the interns. But some things weren't getting done, so I tried to step so up. So Pips is a fuck-up. That's what I'm just finding out for the first time. This is the first anti-Pips thing. Pips. Uh -oh. Ron, my name is Pips, and I'm a fuck-up. Jeez. Wow. Maybe the interns will get back to liking fucking Chris like the old interns used to, <laughs> instead of making fun of them. Right, busting my balls for no reason. What did that uh, the sports kid say to you yesterday? He said he wouldn't have my back anymore. <laughs> I'm, like I need Ba to, to back me up. It seems like you do though, because <laughs> you're all fucked up. Dude, I'm in no, I have it. Now, did you know about the phone charger mess that got Fez so upset? I know if Fez. I just I I I, I looked for the, where the phone charger would be. It wasn't there. I'm like, okay, go find the phone charger. I'm sure there's a phone charger in here I can borrow for four hours. Why did anybody make it seem like it went away for just like it just happened last night? Uh, it was here yesterday. I, I looked for where, where it should be and wasn't there. So all right, I was like, instead of running around, they'll send an intern to find a phone charger. There should be a phone charger around here. And then after the show, we'll figure out where the one we usually have is. Just trying. Logical. Why did you get Fez involved in it? I, I didn't. I, I asked Pips to send an intern. Did Fez hear you ask? I don't believe he did. Because I sat in the booth when Fez was in here. I'm thinking about making a couple adjustments around. Um, Hicks, we got to put you back in the Pips job. Back into the yeah. the box? Yeah. All right. Molly, that means your co-host. <laughs> um, Fez, you're going to find the phone charger. And also walk around with a stack of papers. Looking disheveled and upset. Worlds are colliding. I got a thing. I got a, a thing from about from Ezra about Fez yesterday. Really, giving the prize out to you know stomping down our girl. Oh man, He's, he loves that Shrek love, doesn't he? Well, we all do. Shrek love was not the big winner yesterday, even though she's the world's biggest fan. Second of biggest. Adams so, behind Hicks. The weird thing is, you're crazy about Adam, right? Oh yeah. And then he likes me. So it's like a... A love triangle. Yeah, it is. It's like a love triangle, but a heterosexual love triangle. Platonic. Just light touching. <laughs> like petting. That's the most that we do. I'm worried about this Stephen Fry. I'd like to sit down and have a talk with him. I mean, it came out of nowhere. I know. It's really scary that the guy would do want to do that. And like, he, it, like Nobody knows. It's Richard Corey all the time, my friend. Richard Corey, you don't read poetry. No. Uh, where can I put it for you? Yeah. Um, a Kardashian? 
Oh. No, but when you look at someone, the, the poem Richard Corey was always about the fact that everybody saw this guy. He was the dashing young man in town, and this, and the guy was jealous and wanted to be Richard Corey, and he lived in the big house and the end of town, blah, 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 and then one night he just kills himself. And it means, like, we don't know when we sit around acting like that person has an easy life. We don't know. That's deep. Like, everybody looks at Hicks, and they're like, oh, man, Hicks got an easy life. But he's infested with anal warts. No, that's not and true. And every day is just painful for him. It's not true. Then you're not wiping. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Turned it, made it even worse in a way. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. You also just can't believe anyone who would say, I'll never, I would never kill myself. Because it just seems like such a random act right, here, of madness. But see, this is even weirder. Then you can't trust anyone to say, I would never kill someone else. Because I remember I knew a dude and was like doing like a little business with him. And uh, he, because he had wrote some magazine. I mean, this was years ago in Florida. And then he beat his wife to death with a fucking hammer. Beat her to death with a hammer and then killed himself. And if, I, if you would ask me about him, I would have said weirdo kind of middle, like suburban people. Like real middle of the road. Like, you coming for the picnic? They were those kind of people. We're trying to put the magazine. But like, I didn't know it. Like they had this deal going on. But they were way in debt with their American dream. Oh, right? God. They had an American dream of like some kind of uh, football magazine, blah, blah, blah. They were throwing money around on the radio and stuff. So, you know, I was meeting with them and shit. I didn't know it, but all the attention in the world was on them. And it turned into a murder-suicide. Yeah. Whoa. So you don't know, A, who's going to kill themselves. You don't know who's going to kill somebody else either. Just fucking happens. Just sometimes people snap. It's bizarre the kind of fronts people put up, just like like that dude who just where you didn't even realize. Well, I kind of have to the fact he that he was no, I know he didn't. Like they were just those people, but they fucking felt like if we don't make it, everything's ruined. Well, here's another thing: these two idiots, I shouldn't call them idiots; they're dead now. They did a double suicide. They had a call-in radio show where they give out advice. The pursuit of happiness. They tell people what to fucking do with their life. Yeah, they were yeah, giving out advice and people with problems. They were helping people with problems. I wonder how the people that called into the show feel now. Like I'd kill myself like <laughs> if I was them. I would be dead right now. Oh my gosh! And I said I took advice from a couple of fucking suicide heads. Unless that's the advice they had been giving people all along. Was just to kill themselves? Could be. Maybe it was just something where it wasn't so much self-help. Well, uh, all you'd have to do is a little research into that. I've never heard the fact that they were telling people to kill themselves. But a lot of people who give advice don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Let's face it. What could be easier than giving advice? I could look over at Hicks. Yeah. Hicks, you should stop smoking. Why? Fez, you should stop being such a weirdo. Uh... I'd say to Molly, quit school. I mean, you're just a girl. You're not going to go anywhere in life. <laughs> Listen to him, Molly. I was in this debate with a person who still views themselves as a feminist. And I go, the whole thing fell apart because women are spineless. And they're like, no, we've made some great progress. And they brought, we have women CEOs now. 4% of the top uh, 500 or even 1,000. CEOs are women. 
Yeah, it sort of died. The mem- like I don't know. I can I consider myself to be a feminist, but not like a participant in the feminist movement per se. Here's where we are though with women. A they they fucking destroy each other. They don't stick together. And B, Gloria Steinem could walk through a mall and not be recognized today. Yeah. Let alone thanked. She'd probably be just kicked out of the mall. <laughs> that would happen. Yeah. Well, my, the point was no one would know her. So you consider yourself a feminist, but you know it's a losing cause. I don't think it's a losing cause. Yeah, maybe it is a losing cause. You feel cause. like women don't care anymore. Like they got a little bit, so they're like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, I feel like not enough women care, and also that there aren't enough men on the side of the feminist movement because like men are are like in a position of greater power at this point in time and like without that here's the thing you have 50 percent of the vote 51 percent of the vote you could be running this fucking ship you won't do it although obama got like 20 more points so it always kills me that the, uh, of, of women's votes uh because the republicans have somehow annoyed everybody that isn't me. <laughs> you basically have to have my demographics to go like, hey, the Republicans are on to something. But uh, they could be running things, but they will not stick together. And, and to me, it's always funny that they're called a minority when there's 51% of them. They could just be fucking running roughshod. It's like a minority voice, I guess, that, that a lot of women feel like they can't speak up for that reason. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of women goes like this. Well, my husband thinks this would be better, so we're going to do that. Maybe. That's what happens. Yeah, maybe. Where a man would never think, you know what, I talked it over with my wife, and this is the way I'm voting. They might even say yes, dear, but then they would go in and vote for themselves. So I think that that's the reason, then this is where my feminist streak comes in. I think that that's the reason why women would never be, like, saying that, um... That like Like, like the reason that women aren't making more decisions is because... Because, like, men don't allow that as much. You know what I mean? Take over. You got to fucking win. Here's the thing. How can you be a feminist and you go to a Catholic school which has zero respect for women? Yeah, that's... Well, I chose I chose the school for reasons other than that, but I, I, I think... Well, there was just a survey released at BC that said that women come in with higher self-esteem than they leave with. In other words, the school just, like... I, I love this. that. <laughs> By the way, marriage is the same thing. <laughs> Have we found my phone charger yet? Let's send somebody out and get one. It's not enough to think about. No. Uh, all right, let's go back to this thing. When I was a kid, this is before you would know it, the main thing that you would meet was nuns. The priest was somebody that was like, oh, you might see him on Sunday, but nuns were in there every day. Even the the hospital I was born into, the nurses were nuns. Nuns were everywhere. No, you can't find a nun. You don't even know where the hell they are. Sometimes one They push women out of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Sometimes one will come up here for the Catholic channel and read me out. <sighs> Uh, here's Matt, Connecticut. You're on the Manifest Show. Hey, Ron, you're an amazing therapist. Can you give me some advice, too? It seems like you want to put a bag over your head and then fill it with helium. Is that what they did? Yeah. That, bag that, and helium? That was there. They, yeah, they, they shared a um, helium canister, took two tubes, put them in the bags, and just did themselves. What a way to go. I saw a little nephew, he's like four or five, put a plastic bag over his fucking head. Oh. I freaked out. 
And his mom's like, how many times have I told you? I go, what? <laughs> Why is he doing this all the time? He just thought it was like snug and fun. Snug. I would get rid of the plastic bags. Nice this kid can't figure it out. You know, I, I started calling him Sandwich Head after that. I go, Sandwich Head, no one could be dumber than you. Oh, these kids annoyed the shit out of me. I had to take them down swimming, and they wear last year's sneakers, and they call them swim shoes. I go, those aren't, aren't fucking swim shoes. You're wearing old, dirty fucking shoes that your fucking big feet have already outgrown. That sounds like a parent cheaping out to me and telling the kid that they're swim shoes. No, the parent cheaping out was leaving me to watch people as they swim. <laughs> I'm not good at being a lifeguard anymore. I thought everybody should come in closer. Very close. You're all very small, and you can be pulled out to sea. Did your Did your guys' parents tell you lies? To like, I'll give you an example. They still of something do. Something that I'm talking about. My parents used to tell me that McDonald's was closed for a private party. See, that's that type of thing. That's because you had a little eating disorder. You were a little <laughs> chubby girl with an eating disorder. Fez, look how much she likes being on the radio. She's very good. Thank you. What? Uh been doing this for over two decades. You're walking around confused with a bunch of papers wondering where a phone charger is. This little girl's like, give me a mic. I got all kinds of stories to tell about my parents. Work it. What do you mean by work it? Is that like a work it girlfriend thing? <laughs> yes. He's a feminist. Are you a feminist? Sure. Women's rights. Go for it. I do love that pussy riot. Hell yeah. Start more punk rock bands. You should get one of those really cool, bright ski masks. And the best thing about those kids is that they fucking light a flare while they sing. Just standing there fucking rocking out, holding on to a flare. I'm like, how come no one ever else thought of this before? Start trapping to the guitars. I'm just totally into flare rock right now. Um, Jeremy, Missouri, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, well, Molly said earlier that men have a position of power, but that's not true when it comes to divorce and, and custody battles. The man always gets the boot. When it comes to jobs, the man always gets the boot. If, if I'm working with a woman and I compliment her nicely, she can yell sexual harassment and I lose my job. It's, it's really not fair. How come the rest of us don't feel? I've never been accused of sexual harassment at any job that I've ever been to. And let's face it, I'm not, you know, I don't have the best manners of anyone I've ever met. But I've never been accused of that. But then some guys act like, you ever notice that women are constantly acting like we're trying to rape them? <laughs> well, you look around here, we don't have a lot of women in power. Yeah, that's. I feel like maybe, maybe in divorce battles, women tend to have more power. But I think like the implicit... You know, standard is that women, women, you know, I don't know. They're just in a more vulnerable position. Well, when right it comes there. to taking the kids, the woman would have to be a crackhead lunatic if I was the judge before I would not give a kid to a woman before a man. I just, that's just fucking flat fucking DNA that the woman would have to be crazy before I thought the man would do a better job. Well, most of the time, the men fight for the kids out of spite. That's how I see it. It's like I want to take the kids because just to hurt the, the mother. I just feel like a man is a little... All you got to do is see weekend dads to see how bad that their daughter's hair looks. When you see a weekend dad, it's always ponytail hair 
and knotted ponytails and never matching. They're just like they did. They take some duct tape and they tie their little knotted hair up and walk around. Because I go in the park all the time and I go, weekend dad, weekend dad, weekend dad. I'm always cracking up. Ah, it's good luck. And you'll see the little girl. She'll have her fucking shirt inside out, <laughs> you know. And it's like uh, breakfast time, and she's eating a fucking ice cream. <laughs> I've, I've, Dad is confused when it comes to that. It's like Fez with the phone charger. You just couldn't find it. Let me see your stack of papers so I can see what's so important. I'm dying to see this. A million times I say the last thing that you need in radio is papers. I never want to have any papers in front of me. Oh, my God. You're carrying emails. I had to burn these. This keeps them confused. If you look at Fez's papers, it looks like Beautiful Mind, where he puts them up. <laughs> on the Yeah, and he pins. It has that little red <laughs> the string. thread that goes back and forth. Uh, Fez, I'm going to try to bring you into this and make it about you. How's that? Okay. When you see the Stephen Fry stuff, a successful, seemingly happy, brilliant homosexual, do you feel like homosexual madness very close? Um, I just feel like madness is very close to anybody. I mean, how he... come I, how come you didn't seem like you had mental problems until you decided you were gay? All the years I knew that before, you never had mental problems. Because I thought at that... Well, because when I realized I was gay and then wasn't going to say anything to anybody about it, you know, that it didn't become a conflict until I decided I need to say something about this. I need to act on it. That's when I started really having issues. As long as I was going to stay in the closet and never bring it up, then I was fine. Mm, I don't think so, because you said you didn't know that you were gay. No, I mean, there was... No, for the longest time, I didn't know I was gay. But there was a point where I'm like, okay, this is how it is, but I'll never act on this, I will never talk about it, I will never say anything about it. So it's talking, it was actually deciding you were gay. That was the problem. Yeah, it wasn't deciding I was gay, because I had gone along on such a loner path you know, so long that that still felt fine. It was where it's like, I don't think I can keep this in anymore. Is when I really started to panic. Aaron, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, what's up, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, disagreeing with you about the whole single dad thing and not, and that's an unfair stereotype. Well, all those stereotypes are unfair. Well, so, I know, but it's just, uh, it just, you get lumped in. Like, I'm a single dad. I've got an eight year old daughter. Eighty? Eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was really weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, like, when I tell people that I have custody of my daughter, it's just the looks that I get from people, it's like they automatically assume you don't know what you're doing. All right, so your ex is a lunatic? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, then true. I would give the kid to you. As long as a woman's a lunatic, I would give it to the dad. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, man, once we started going through the whole entire deal, the custody, uh, the custody hearing, and they got to talk to her. And right. Yeah, you're a step-up guy. I give you all the credit in the world. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, like, you know, smashing gender stereotypes. Yeah. That's what it's all well, about. I mean, there's, I mean no, gen, no stereotype is 100%. Yeah. I would say the rule of thumb, a woman does a better job. Now, are there crazy women out there? Yeah. 
Lots of them. Give it to the dad then. But I'm saying the average guy doesn't know what he's doing with kids. Now, can it be a learned thing? Yeah, it I can be. I think so. But you don't see, for the same reason that you don't see most little boys want to play house and carry a baby around with them, because it's not in their interest. Some people would say that they're socialized not to want to do that. Do you believe that, though? Not really. I'll tell you, I'll go back to the park story. So I'm sitting in the park the other day, and there was pigeons. And I'm watching people walk by. Every time there was a little boy, Every time there was a little boy, and I'm saying five and under, he took a run at those pigeons. <laughs> and it was a, I'm going to kill these pigeons. <laughs> Just over and over. Little girls would go by, adult men would go by, women. Little boy would see the pigeons and just run and scream at them. And the pigeons would have to fly up in the air and then come back down. And I'm like, there is something in little boys that makes them want to attack. hunt, Destroy. attack, kill, whatever. It's just there. Um... Here's um, Jim in Ohio. You're on the Run Fest show. Yeah. You know, first of all, I was raised by, me and my sister were raised by my single father. Uh, parents got divorced when we were younger. And I just, if you look at the inner city problem, for example, 90% fatherless children. I think By inner city, he means black, by the way. That's yeah, the code black word. Black people, Hispanics, whatever, but generally just black. You're saying minorities. Um, Right. You know, if you had the choice between a father raising your daughter, which would give her more self-esteem than just a mother, and a son raised by a father, which shows him how to be a man, a lot of these guys just don't have any guidance. A man knows how to lay down guidance. They might be a little rough around the edges. But But you're saying that about people that are walking out on their kids in the first place. So this whole thing of making people who aren't good at something stay there and do it could also create more problems. Yeah, I guess... And even outside of that situation, though, you know, in the case of mine, well, my mom (laughs) leads right to your example. She was batshit fuck crazy. Yeah, there can be batshit crazy women. Yeah, so that's all I got. I love the show, guys. All right, peace. And thanks for your veiled racism. Uh, But behind the term urban, I always get a big kick out of that. Inner city. Okay, inner city. Urban is the word that we use in radio. Oh. That's urban radio. Really? Yeah. People in urban areas listen to it. Except for that's a suburban station. <laughs> I guess, like, obviously, both parents would be... Both, like, two competent parents would be ideal. Yeah. I'm, we all agree with that. Yeah. So, you know. The idea thing is mommy, daddy... Uh, or mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. Okay, but what you really want, what we're really trying to say is... Boring daddy, boring mommy, best parents. Everyone gets that. A couple of people who decide in their early 20s to turn their life over to these children and live through them. Yeah. We all get that. At the same time, they also raise crazy fucking people. (laughs) I know these fucking boring people in my neighborhood. Boring mom, boring dad. They had three boring boys. Fourth boy was a fucking lunatic, <laughs> gun-toting, Jesus. fucking killer. Even after he got shot in the spine, he still was a menace to fucking society. And when he finally, he OD'd, and I'm like, finally, that, that family can go and be boring and nice, the way they've always dreamed. 
and not have insanity. And they were so good. They would just show up. They would bail this kid out. They would get shrinks. And there was nothing you could do for him. He was a fucking menace to society. Here's what he did when we were kids. In the Catholic Church, there was a thing and uh, Christ was up on the wall on the cross. Underneath it, he puts a full beef hustler shot. He fucking <laughs> tapes it up there. And I mean, I'm talking elementary school. This kid was a fucking menace. I mean, you could you could freak out these nuns if a girl wasn't wearing a fucking veil, right? She didn't have anything on the top of their head. They would th see that as blasphemy. This fucking lunatic, there was no stopping him. As a little kid, he was a menace to society. And everyone else in the family totally middle, straight. They're like track team and like, you know what I mean? Just like community service. Yeah, people you wouldn't want to hang out with. Yeah. But nice. Not committing crimes. And and all their all that parent's energy and money was going into this one fucking freak of nature. And he was shot in the spine and still was scarier in a fucking wheelchair than most people were who could walk around. <laughs> He was a fucking madman. His whole life, madman. So that, you know, that takes everything off the table. Because those parents obviously did everything right with three straight kids. Well, I'm in, uh, I'm in child development at PC, so I can comment on this. Mm -hmm. That, um, the, the, the the main thing is that there's supposed to be a goodness of fit between the child's temperament and then the parenting style. So, like, for that kid, the parenting... Well, he, he probably had, a, like, you know, a, an aggressive temperament, but he also didn't match with... There was no goodness of fit. I will tell you this. You could have gave this kid the Patton, right? Fucking General Patton could have been watching this kid and said... And, and cried at night and said, there's nothing I can do about it. He's a mad dog. The only thing that could happen to this kid that could work out is he needed to be put down. Uh, next week, Mitch Glazer unmasked. This is going to be a fun one. Head on over to the iBang, and you will be able to get tickets for this. It's going to, I think, be one of the coolest unmasks we've ever done. Oh, hell yeah. I can't wait for it. Oh, you're going to have to. I, I can't. Um... Here's Bobby in Delaware. You're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, I wanted to back you up on your point about the pigeon. I went to uh, my kid's kindergarten celebration thing yesterday. Mm -hmm. There was a spider in the room, and to a person, every girl screamed and ran, and every boy jumped up and said, I'll go kill it. Yeah, and by the way, they would have said the same thing if it was a kitten. That's <laughs> the thing about little boys. They love stomping on shit. Love killing mice in my apartment when I was growing up. We had a mice problem. You were you were like a cat. <laughs> well, no, you you would get, they had the, we had the glue traps out, right? Yeah. And then it's still alive in the morning, so someone had to put it down. <laughs> I volunteered. Boy, glue traps are the grossest thing that's ever happened. You know they you know they bite their limbs off. Oh, right. yeah. please! Yeah. Yeah. You can make a T-shirt, Pepper Cat. Dude, you could be Pepper Cat. That's what animal is it this week? <laughs> nice cat. to see Molly has respect for you. Better than a bird. You love that e cig, huh? Yeah. It's my inside cigarette. <laughs> so this isn't helping you quit at all. No, no, this is just, pro, you know, giving me more. Maybe you should just have these cigarettes in your house and say to yourself, you'll do the same thing. You'll have to go outside if you want to smoke. Wow. I don't think I could do that at home. I, I just said, like, I'm just going to smoke in here. I don't think I can do that. I'm not going to want to go downstairs. That's you, always striving to be better. <laughs> 
That's Chris Stanley. <laughs> Improvement. Well, I know myself. I know it's it's, it's not it's not going to work here. You ought to start self-disimprovement classes oh, no, where I, you could teach people how to wreck themselves. I'd crush. Before they check themselves. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the graduation. This kid yesterday, uh, well, the, the things started to go viral. He's the Victorian, and they were told he's somewhere down in bumfuck south somewhere, and that they no longer would do the Lord's Prayer at the graduation because of the separation of church and state and this was his speech um well we'll take a listen to it those that we look up to they have helped carve and mold us into the young adults that we are today i'm so thankful that both my parents led me to the lord at a young age and i think most of you understand when I say our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us free. So the gimmick was he uh, put it in his speech. And got people to clap. Uh, what do you think? Good idea, bad idea? Bad idea. I thought the whole thing was hack, and the, the, the school isn't going to do anything about him either. They're just letting this go. This is a, This was something that got passed in a court case. No prayer at graduation ceremonies. I thought it was pathetic. And then he had to read this prayer he loves so much. <laughs> wow. I agree. I feel like if I feel like the the reading it wasn't that I feel like the reading it might have been fine, but the thunderous applause I think you can't blame that on the kid though. No, I know. I agree with you that the applause is people that kind of weird do not understand the prayer and what it's for. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but as far as the kid doing the prayer during the speech, no problem with it at all. To the speech. If you're going to say to the kid, you're a valedictorian, this is your chance to get up there and hold court, then that's his time. And anyone who doesn't have a fu- anyone who has a fucking problem with it has got to get rid of the valedictorian thing. I don't care whether the kid went up there and did the Lord's Prayer or started saying, fuck the police, fuck, fuck, fuck the police. That's his time. You hand somebody a mic... It's their mic. There's a reason why on the news, the fucking newscaster keeps the mic in their hand when they're doing the man on the street thing. Because if you hand somebody a mic, then they are free to express themselves. This was his time. See, I don't think it was just his time. I think it was all those graduates' day. Then they should have got better grade point average. <laughs> then why doesn't everybody get a speech? There's a reason you give a speech to the valedictorian. You say you're the one, out of all these dummies, you're the least dumb. This was his time. He could do whatever he wants with it. I don't see, and, and I'm glad that the school isn't going to do anything. There's no reason that they should. That's his speech. I wouldn't give him his diploma. Um, I don't know if that's ever worked out. 
because I don't know anyone who knows where their diploma is. He's graduated, whether he has that dumb piece of paper from high school or not. Yeah, and his academics are fine. This would be a disciplinary action, I guess, on his record, or whatever, a high school record. Good for him for if the kid it. wanted to get up there, right, and uh-huh. say, look, I can't believe I lived in a state that voted against gay marriage, you would be on his side. Yes, I would. Because you agree with what he said. You know what I'm saying? But that isn't the the point of free speech. This was his chance to do a speech, no matter who agrees with him or not. Look, there's nothing worse than this speech. As I look around here, we are the future. <laughs> we are going to look back at our time at Valley Brook. Hell yeah! And remember the friends we've made. No, you won't. No one fucking looks back. This kid did something right for himself, and quite frankly, he is sticking it to the man. Because they told him he couldn't say something, and he is. Um, it's very odd that the rebels are the ones that are doing the Lord's Prayer <laughs> in a Why? high school. The rebel Jesus was the first one. Do you think that everybody was happy with Jesus? Do you think the Romans got a big kick at him? Do you think the rabbis thought this is a great thing? He was absolutely a fucking rebel. That was not uh, a, a time where he was accepted. Um, here's uh, Bob in Joplin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, let me make this real simple. Fez, you're an asshole, and you're right. a moron. So? And go suck a cock. All right, see, that's... I would love to. I just haven't been able to yet. It seems like it would be the easiest thing in the world to you do. think. Everyone else does just it. throw it out there. Even when they don't want to. Just fucking put a sign around your <laughs> fucking neck and walk to the bus station. You should do okay for yourself. Just fuck my head. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have a problem. These guys are fucking getting laid in clubs. He should get a job as a bathroom attendant at night in a gay bar or a gay club. Just go in there and say you're the bathroom oh, yeah, attendant. Okay, yeah, you'll have I'm to get hired. Can I clean that off? Look, we're off fucking topic. Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, man, I'm an atheist. Uh, to be honest with you, hearing, hearing it creeps me out every time, but... Uh, I think he has the right to do it because it's not school issued. It's his his time. And at first, I was I was leaning towards not, but I, I heard what you had to say, and I, I changed my mind. Well, that see, that would be the thing. If that kid, the valedictorian, was an atheist, then he should get a chance to state that as well. Exactly. He should be no. able to do. If you say to somebody, "It's you're the one who won this." boring speech at the boring graduation, then you should be able to say whatever you need to say. But see, that's not the rules with this. His rules with, with He his broke the rules. Fuck everybody. Was he had to submit a speech and get it approved. He wasn't entitled to free Good. speech in this situation. I like that even better. I like that even better. I like the fact that a young person was able to sit up and say, I'm not allowed to say this, and I'm fucking saying it anyway. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm great for that. Now, I wish he would have yelled out at the end, saying Demas have football rules. <laughs> and he got everybody to blow up for it. I think, and what, suppose he broke the rules and say gay marriage should be legalized. I would support what he was saying, but I would still say it was against the rules what he did. Why are the rules so important to you? 
Why do you give a fuck about the rules of some goddamn little high school down south? Why are the rules so important? Because this is beyond just a rule. This is a court case that this entire school has chosen to ignore. No, the school didn't choose to ignore it. This young man did. They could have cut his mic. And what would that have proved? If we cut his mic, what, what, what would that have done? How would that have been so great? That there was, uh, that if something is decided in a court, that we don't get to just go ahead and do what we want to anyway. All right, so the people that went around and acted like that they were married, even though when the court was anti-gay, that those people would have been bad. Do you realize how many times that we've got progress in this country because we've broken the rules? We're just sitting around talking about this young feminist with nowhere to go. I mean, literally, she's a feminist. When she gets out of that school, she'll be lucky if she makes 12 bucks an hour. Because no one wants a vagina in their office. Preach. I'd rather see her with a torch right now. Down at Wall Street. The Guy Fox mask on. Join Anonymous. Why can't it be a fucking girl thing? Girl Fox? Doesn't have to be anything with Fox. <laughs> Join Anonymous. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. Girl Anonymous, though. I like the better. I like Pussy Riot. You want to go to Russia? Not I'm telling really. you, if I went up there and they told me I couldn't say the Lord's Prayer, that probably would have been the first thing I would open with. Yeah, that's true, too. That, that um... He should have just done an act. If he's going to do this, why do the Lord's Prayer? Go into an original prayer of your own. But that... Because it's the Lord's Prayer that made the big point. That's what they tried to stop him from doing. Not his own prayer. I think he was been allowed to do his own prayer. It was the organized religion. I'm proud of the kid. I think he's a fucking maniac. I like him. I like the cut of his jib. He's going to crush it in college. I wonder what college he's going to. Fucking Jerry Farwell fucking university. Unaccredited university. <laughs> DeVry. Phoenix. He went to Liberty High School, so I could see him going to Liberty University afterwards. What happened to you, Fez? You used to be so Christian. Yeah. Just doesn't hold anything for me anymore. Saw too many mean Christians in the church that I grew up in. You see a lot of mean gays, but you try to still stick with that. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of... But... You know what one of your problems is? One side of your mustache is white and the other was salt and pepper. I think that's a huge problem for me. No, I think and, it's cool. And the, and the white part just... Do you have a mustache uh, comb? Um, no, I don't. You have any kind of comb? Yeah. Comb up. Let's just see what happens if you comb up. <laughs> yeah, that looks better. It's a thick mustache. It looks like... It's really coarse. <laughs> Every now and then I'll get stabbed in the lip by one of these quills. He loves talking about himself, especially any kind of physicality. If we started counting his freckles right now, it would be his favorite fucking show he's ever done. Everybody give uh, Shelby a big fucking hand, hand for going to get the phone charger, making life better. Um... Here's uh, John, you're on my face. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. 
Hey, uh, funny you mentioned Liberty University. I live about 30 minutes from there. But uh, actually, I'm an atheist, but here's my belief on the whole Christianity thing. If you are not mature enough to tolerate a few moments of inconvenience just because the topic doesn't apply to you, then you've got a whole lot bigger problems than the Christianity. I think it's a very interesting fucking point. I tend not to be freaked out by other people's religious beliefs. Yeah, in the same way that he has a responsibility to make, like, try and make his material appropriate, people have a responsibility to listen and to not, you know, react. Just be fucking cool. I don't know why it's so hard. I don't know why it's so hard that if somebody starts to speak to just to fucking check it out. Even if you're thinking to yourself, that's dopey. People like being outraged. Yeah, they love being out. False, false outrage they like. Like, here's a target I could talk, you know. Right. That's the other side. Like I do, like right now, I hate to say it, but I refer to Molly as my feminazi. You don't like Jewish people? No, not so much that, but she's a feminist Nazi. I don't even know, really, he's not even all that sure what that means, but... You guess you'd want to exterminate men? I don't know, Rush Limbaugh did it, and he seemed to give it a nice fucking ride He called somebody a feminazi? All the, all the time. That's his thing. Yikes. So it's just not Questlove that you don't like. No, it's like most things in pop culture. I don't know. I yeah. Besides Lonely Island, that's where it begins and ends for Molly. Love those guys. All your friends were impressed with you. Yes, very impressed. Where they see the picture of you and Mitch Glazer, they're gonna go fucking crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's gonna be pics on pics on pics. <laughs> Hanks, when she talks like that, sometimes I feel like you've got a daughter. <laughs> it's kind of crazy talk. I really do want you to adopt her when she starts to talk nutty. Okay. No. Why? What's wrong with me? I'm great. You know the interns don't respect you. I just don't think they don't like me this semester. You know, I fight for them. I bring them in here. <laughs> you don't do any of that. I'm the one who said, Molly, come in here. <laughs> I'm going to call Shelby boy. In. Oh, no, I mean, just into, not into the studio. It's just into the internship. Like in your past oh, you're HR. one of those assholes that want to be thanked all the time. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be thanked. But just, come on, don't shit all over me. They don't respect you, so what? No, I respect you. I, do. I know you do, Molly. I don't want your respect. And <laughs> <End> scene. <laughs> Send Shelby boy in here. Shelbs. Shelby! <laughs> Shelby! It's the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life. Shelby! Yeah. Okay, buddy. Okay. Okay. Shelby! Shelby, baby? Shelby, I hate your fucking intro. Um, Molly says, where's her intro music? I love that she's throwing a little Molly dance to it. Here comes Molly. I was thinking about sending Molly out to Molly's Cupcakes. They should do a thing at Molly's Cupcakes where you get free cupcakes if your name is Molly. <laughs> yeah, they should. Because it's kind of an unusual name these days, right? Is it? Yeah. Maybe. Do you ever know any others? Yeah, I know a bunch. Because I'm also at, at like an Irish Catholic school. Ah, so. a lot of the fucking mix. Yes. Sweet Molly Malone's all over. Mm -hmm. Shelby, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Thank you for clearing up your eyes from yesterday. They were very red. Yeah, that well, was... Time. What was that about? Smoking a little weed? 
They're just, it's just a condition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh. Being stoned. Yeah. <laughs> Fix has got the same condition. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. He's a fucking carrier, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you don't respect ticks, right? I res- yeah, I respect them. Well, you guys do jokes about him, and it hurts his feelings. You and Ba. Just busting balls. He's just busting your balls like mm-hmm. you're an equal. Well, you're an intern, and I'm a producer. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. I don't see that big of a difference between the two jobs. <laughs> there is a huge difference. But Fez doesn't bust your balls. No. You bust Fez's balls. How did I bust Fez's balls? I'll ask Fez now. You bust my balls. Really, does he? Yes. Fez, have you called home? Your fucking mom's house is getting hit by a tropical storm. Uh, no, I haven't checked in with them. Mm. I'm sure they'll be fine. The, the furniture will go up on high C cans and everything will be fine. High C, like the fruit beverage? He he th- thinks everyone's listening to a bit that he fucking told us ten years ago. He forgets to reset the table and that there's no listeners. So he just show, throws out this weird fucking reference. But he lived in low kind of marshy area so his family used to keep the furniture up on cans oh that's funny and yeah when you get to know the premise we (laughs) (laughs) when you know the reference point it's very amusing uh i forgot what started that well where were we before the high seat oh you think that fez busts your balls oh yeah pepper definitely busts my balls when Anytime anything gay comes up. That's true. Now, do I bust your balls? No, you have been nothing but supportive and want me to get out there and live a gay life. I do. You know why? Because I'm the type of person who is supportive of their friends. Oh, I support Fez in every way possible. So I wouldn't, if I had children, I wouldn't let them... The other day, I... Take care of them. And also, any kind of stuff about oral sex... And you act like it makes you sick. It's, it, you know... Just you fake gag. But you, it, it's not faking. <laughs> but you don't gag if you think about a woman putting her mouth on oh, a man's Oh, penis. no, that's sexy. Mm, okay. That's interesting. <sighs> so, do you respect Fez, Shelby? Yeah, absolutely. More than Hicks. Who do you respect more? Fez. Okay. That would make sense. Me too, no. Fez show. <laughs> no, it makes sense because you're not the type of person to be respected. It's just it's respect. Just it makes sense to be more respect for Fez. So you're saying that you would respect people as they move up. So you would respect, let's say, bladder before a cross. I, yeah. See, I respect Cross for not wanting to be down there and being in all those bad meetings <laughs> and still being involved in music. Because <laughs> you can get into the point of radio where you rise up so far that you have nothing to do with radio anymore and just looking at spreadsheets. That would be a nightmare. Uh, these PowerPoint presentations and whatnot. I see a lot of those Terrible. going on upstairs. Yeah. Here's some things that are just bullshit. <laughs> see this? This is nonsense. And if we keep going with nonsense, we will finally make it the bullshit. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say how much more I enjoy Molly than that narc bitch Dana. So much better. Thanks. Somebody told me that Dana says that Molly's doing a Dana impression. What? Dana tweeted that Molly's trying to sound like her because they both have a little bit of raspy, uh, kind of Debbie Winger voices. Dana's delusional. We knew knew that beforehand. This locks it up. You hated Dana. And how do you feel about Molly? Oh, Molly's the best. 
would you say that you love her? Platonically. Yeah, platonically love. Yeah. I would return that platonic love. You. <laughs> 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 like a fucking dirty old man. Jealous. Shelby, you don't platonically love Mo? Mm, not, not love. She's yeah, it's love. We all platonically love her. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. And if any of these other guys try to fuck with her around here, we are going to goddamn attack them. Yeah, they'll slip their throats in the middle of the programming floor and just like spray their fucking throat blood in everyone's face. <laughs> to an intern? Yeah. We're going to kill interns like that? It doesn't matter anymore. You have now turned this into some kind of Kill Bill volume two. <laughs> anyway, what is it that you wanted to talk about, James? I was going to say I agree with Fezzi. Kind of strange to say that, but... Uh, you know, there is a separation in church and state. And unless this was a private school, you know, that's that's shitty for people who, who aren't Christian or don't believe in that, that they had to go through that. that was their well, let, let's get something straight. There's a separation of church and state between the school and the, and the state uh, and the church. This kid is making a speech. I have no problem with him fucking saying whatever he wants. I think the, the 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 best thing that a kid could do at that age is to start and think for himself. So if he decides to firebomb the school, that's okay? I, mean, I don't think firebombing is part of free speech. Now, if he actually went up there and said this school should be firebombed, I'd fucking crack up if I was in that audience because I would know what he was trying to say. But I think as a young man like that, that the first thing that you should be doing probably is speaking out against church and state. And that's what he was more or less done. I know that you have rules, and I don't give a fuck. I like when anyone breaks the law. When they said, sit down, I stood up. I'm quoting Mr. Bruce Springsteen there. I think it's a fine thing for a kid to be doing. And I would love to be at any Val Victorian speech that wasn't dull as dirt like everyone that I've been forced to, to hear in my life. They've all sucked. Now, Molly, you had a problem with them just cheering during a prayer. No, not cheering during a prayer. I guess it's, yeah, like if I, if I disagreed with what he did and then everyone around me was cheering, I'd kind of feel like a little on edge about that. See, I think it would be better just to yell out, Zig Heil, Zig Heil, to make it seem like the crowd was insane. <laughs> just yell out something. Yeah, like the Jews, right? Let's get them. Like the fucking Jews ruining everything. <laughs> Let's round them up. <laughs> Yeah, I like any kind of shit that you yell at in the crowd. It's always funny. <laughs> Where you take it too far. What I always try to do in any work-related things is to laugh and then loudly explain the joke that the boss just did. <laughs> Get it? So it'll be like those things like, like when the boss would do stuff like, don't worry, uh, this speech won't be so long because I know Chris Stanley wants to get to a, the bar. Uh, and then everyone's laughing. I'll be like, yeah, because Chris is an alcoholic. Yeah, he's struggling with it, right? <laughs> Look at him. You don't need to he explain. drinks a lot. Come on. Why? Woo! Why shit Woo! on me? <laughs> That's what I like. Um... Let's go over here to Quinn. You're on the Run Fed show. Quinn. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say the church and state separation doesn't apply to the kid's free speech because the kid's not a part of the school. He's not sponsored by the state. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much actually you said 
as much as I am for separation of church and state, the kid's not a part of the state. Yeah, exactly what I said. Yeah. This kid, you, this kid was fine well. to go and give his speech. And if it's a speech that not everyone agrees with, then try to have your kid fucking be a little bit smarter so they can make the speech. Because anyone who makes that fucking speech has had zero fun in high school. So this is all the only fun they're going to have. That kid should just shotgun a beer up there and just hit Stone Cold's music. And That's just... the other kids that didn't get up there. <laughs> the ones that show up drunk. We were very fucking drunk at my high school thing. So this buddy of mine, he's supposed to carry the flag. And he's too drunk. He's actually falling down so he can't <laughs> carry the flag. So he has the flag and everyone's like... The teachers come over and they're like, Butcher, you're not going to be carrying the flag. Someone else is. So he's like... And he was proud for some reason that this fucking idiot, because he was big, he was going to carry the flag. He ends up fucking taking it and pointing it, jabbing it everywhere, <laughs> and fucking saying, fuck you, no one's taking this flag. It was the funniest shit I ever saw. So when the whole class was like, you had to go up and you're sitting up there, because uh, we're at Sun Center and fucking Aston. And so your row would get up, so and then walk around. You'd have to go outside and then come back in, and they would call you up. His old man's fucking waiting for him outside the door, crouched down. He comes walking out. He's going to get his diploma. His old man fucking sneaks him, just fucking pounds him and knocks his shit out. And like they call his name, there's no one to pick it up. No, (laughs) that's graduation. Why did he punch him in the face? He was embarrassed that his kid was all fucking drunk <laughs> and acting crazy. His fucking thing was on sideways. So he decided to take him out of the equation. Yeah, he makes an even bigger scene by literally punching his kid in the face. I think I like a slight applause. People are like, good. <laughs> I'll teach Because he was big butchy and the kid was baby butchy. That's how weird their fucking family was. <laughs> Luckily for me, I had the measles, so I just fucking walked through with really high fever. Oh, the e-cigarette's nice, huh? Yeah. Um, Dana, is this really you? What? Is this Dana? Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Me. Good. How are you? I'm glad you could uh, decipher which voice is who. All right, see. Wow. Now, you think that Molly's doing an impression of you? <laughs> she sounds just like me. Are you kidding me? Do you hear it, Molly? I don't really hear it, but I don't know. Who's talking? (laughs) Here's the weird thing. Listen, listen, I'm calling you from Paris right now. So first of all, I think I'm going to get a big-ass phone bill. But um, I was on my way to the airport, my mother, and she's like, oh, they're playing a show. Are you on the show? I'm like, no, Ma, this is all they're into. (laughs) The weird thing is she's beloved, Dana. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Molly is everything that you were not. I'm nice. She seems like a nice girl, and I'm just like, yeah, the asshole. I yeah. Know, she's, she's just, just an end in Paris. Paris. What are you going to be doing in Paris? Um, I'm just, uh, you know, doing the sightseeing and uh, who are you going with? Shit. I went with my mother. Ah, oh, so sweet. It's an early 21st birthday gift for your mom. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is the thing about Dana and her mom. They ball so hard, motherfuckers try to find them. Try to find, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Look at you. Are you you're on your way to Paris now, or you're in Paris? No, I am in Paris. I'm calling you from the hotel. Just you and your mom? 
just me and my mom. She's sleeping. She had too much wine. Mm. <laughs> it's PM. She's already else. knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need to go to Paris little, for that. I'm a little. I really think she's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> she drinks to forget. Literally three glasses of wine, and she's done for the day. It's unbelievable. That's well, almost the opposite of an alcoholic. Always well, pills too. Yeah. Oh yeah, pills. <laughs> I forgot. It's a nice cocktail. <laughs> sure. Sure. Now put a plastic bag over her head, and it's complete. <laughs> All right, Dana. How long are you going to be in Paris? Uh, I'm leaving Sunday. I just got here two days ago. I'm only coming for like six days, five yeah. days. What are you guys I'm doing in Paris? I'm seeing Rihanna on Saturday. Oh, that's Paris. That's nothing can beat that. <laughs> All right, honey, have a great vacation. All right, or gaycation. Uh, I'm gonna come visit soon. Oh right, yeah, come see Molly. I'm bye. Mess, I really, I really want to mess around these interns. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. You be in Paris, get up too. faded. for like six days. Gold bottles, soul models. What'd you do? You, you like PJ? Cray it off. Yeah, of course not, because everyone gets fucking cray. <laughs> this shit cray around here. It's probably the last time we're gonna hear from her, because I, like, if you're a young girl, you just get kidnapped and they make you overdose and sell you into prostitution like that. Where in Paris? Yeah, like that one movie, Taken. I didn't see it. Yeah, I fuck it. It's in my queue. God, there's a really tall guy over there. Who's what's going on? Basketball player. Yeah, I believe so. I saw one of the sports guy, uh, sports program uh, program directors, with him earlier today. I don't know, I'm not sure who it is. Tonight starts the uh, thing, right? Tonight is yeah, it's uh, Spurs Heat. Exciting. Oh, it's the uh, number. It's the probable number one draft pick for the NBA. Oh yeah, we turn it down though, right? Yeah. Oh shit. All right, that sets us up for uh, lifeboat. Very slow lifeboat. Attention. Abandon ship. It's time for lifeboat. Is that even different from the last week's? Well, last week was a special. <laughs> it was just, I'm on a boat, Lonely Island. It was a Lonely Island dish. I don't know. That might have worked, though. I don't know where I am with this. I've never had a game show that changes the song every single week. The whole time we've done it. Uh, this is a basketball one. If you want to get in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, Fez, you're not a basketball guy. No. Molly, no. do you know basketball at all? It's going to be embarrassing. Shelby? I'm a big basketball guy. All right, so just... Damn it, Shelby. Shelby, well, she, Shelby represents all the interns. By the way, I'm worried about Dana coming in here. What is she going to do to me? Gay rape. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a lesbian. Like scissoring. Yeah, like probably scissor you to death. Yeah, very aggressive scissor scissoring. <laughs> Which you're gonna end up with a fat lip that way. You gotta be very careful. They don't care. She cray. Alright, here it is. Not enough room in the lifeboat. The premise is this. This got sent into us, although I don't have the person's name. I like this lifeboat. Uh this is all the people that basically were kept away from winning a ring from Michael Jordan. Uh, so you take a look at this. Reggie Miller, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. None of them have a ring. 
all great players, all, you know, Hall of Fame players. Not one with a ring. Three people get to stay. One goes off the lifeboat. Uh, you can go over to the iBank to play this or give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley. I'm going to let you go first. Picks. Okay, first and foremost, Charles Barkley is safe. In safe? Time. Safe. For a New Yorker to pick uh, Barkley over Ewing. Very impressed with that. Mm -hmm. Well, then next is Patrick Ewing. Because those were the years that they were just crushed by Jordan. And then even when Jordan was gone... The so next... why, are you saving, why are you saving a guy who didn't get the ring for you? Because he couldn't, he couldn't beat Jordan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm but not. But you said even when Jordan wasn't there, he couldn't do it. Because the next guy that's safe is a guy who beat him, who crushed the souls of the New York Knicks so many times in the '90s, Mr. Reggie Miller. And there's a great thirty for thirty on that. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing out the the mailman's gang out, and, and there's a reason before that because. Mailman just said he named his starting five all-time team. Yeah. And he kept out Jordan. But here's, Out of spite. But here's the thing. The mailman always delivers. You forgot that. <laughs> Not to the championships. Uh, Matt, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie B., how you doing, dude? Good. Uh, I'd give it Reggie Miller for the simple fact that I've always felt like he was the poor man's Jordan, and he ruined the Cavs' chances so many times. Uh, Reggie Miller could just shoot the fucking lights out. It was nasty I mean, watching him do it. Hate him all you want. I have no problem with hate him, <laughs> but you gotta respect that guy. And by the way, Reggie Miller is beloved in New York City right now. I mean, he shows up anywhere in New York, and the place goes crazy for him out of respect. Yeah, the, the beefs he had were, were legendary. And they made basketball fun. And the amount of smack talk he'd throw at people, great. Um... Here's Sean, Alabama. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got to send Carl Malone out because he's got a white wife. <laughs> right, that's just fucking racism, pure and simple. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah. Uh, not on the hoops, but I just wanted to say I really dig Molly, and um, she reminds me of the chick that you always let hang out when you're smoking weed in college, like the one girl who's allowed. Thanks. Yeah, and you got the cute giggle, like you're just stoned and you're in the background, and you don't really talk unless you're talked to, and, you know, nobody gets to bang you, but you're always welcome. Oh, see, that's really nice. That is really that's nice. really nice. Thanks a lot. Now, I am curious about that. With all of us, we'll try to guess this in the middle of the game. Do you see Molly as being a guy's girl or a girl's girl? Does she hang out with guys or does she hang out with girls? Chris? Hangs out with guys. Hangs out with guys. Girls. I'm going to also say girls. So we're divided two to two here. Would you say you mainly hang out with girls or guys? Mainly hang out with girls. But I do have my guys. Like I have, you know, like I've got my, my boys also. Right. But I, I went by, she said, sees herself as a little Catholic feminist. See, I, th I took into account she know Joe. So I was like, maybe she's hanging out with Joe and his weird old friends. But how does she know Joe? Through her Please. brother. Yeah, you don't even look in. You don't even look into it. I wanted to get her and Joe together. I think they would be adorable. Do it, Molly. I just—they uh, would look like Mickey and Minnie Mouse together. <laughs> it would be so cute. By the way, that Joe's just the sweetest kid. He's hanging out in the booth right now. Can't, why? I think he I just walked... say come in here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He just comes in. And he tells me come directly into 
this room every single time. Um, before we get look at him all done up for the game tonight. You're all basketballed up. Yeah. Who are you pulling for? Heat. Yeah, yeah. Heat. I'd rather have the. I don't think Spurs could beat the Heat. I mean, I could see it happening, but I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's in a debate with himself. That's the Chris Stanley. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, huh? Point, counterpoint, and I'm by myself. <laughs> well, LeBron's good, but Dwayne Wade's getting old. How did your stand-up go the other night? Oh, it went good. Molly was there. It was awesome. Was it, was it really funny? Yeah, it was really good. What was your opening joke? Uh, it was... I think it was the one about, like, white people and black people No, walking. it did topical humor yeah. first. And then, uh, it was... You ever notice how white people walk like this? And black people walk like this? It's really similar, because it's they're all humans. <laughs> And that's, that's anti-comedy. Yeah. That's anti-comedy. <laughs> so, and then I went to a DiGiorno joke. Hit them with the joke I made up on the spot. I told everyone, give me a noun and I'll so make funny. up a joke. The best yeah. noun joke like, is, he was, someone was like, balloon. And he was like, alright, you tell it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a sure act. Cool, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, balloon walks into a bar, bar and just says, hey, we don't serve you kind. He's like, oh, don't deflate my ego. That's so yeah, good. Like, give me a noun right now. I'll turn it into a joke. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Shelby, is this hurt? Because you, you're stand up longer than him, and everybody's talking about Joe. Uh, teach his own. He seems like he's doing pretty good for himself. Maybe we need to do uh, Tell a Joke or Be a Joke, our great game show. Maybe we'll set we'll do, one of you guys want to play against each other? Okay. Yeah, well, we're not going to do it today. I mean, we're in the middle of lifeboat. But since you're the famous comedian and Shelby isn't, I'll let you go first. Uh, the lifeboat is out there. Four people in a lifeboat. None of them have rings. Barkley, Miller, Ewing, Malone. Who do you vote off the lifeboat? Oh, I vote off uh, Ewing. No problem at all with that, No right? problem at all. Here. It's more out of spite towards Knicks fans because everyone's voting Reggie out. I didn't vote Reggie out. Good. Uh, right now, Barkley the most safe. Yeah. Carl Malone after that. Wow. Patrick Ewing uh, is barely safe. And then Reggie's got 39. But between those two, they've got almost 70% of the vote. <laughs> uh, Charles Barkley, a small 6%. Here's Doomer in Atlanta. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I love you guys. Reggie's out. He's a crybaby, and his sister's got an ego bigger than both of them. They could both shoot the fucking lights out, though. His sister could shoot, too. I don't know what happens in that family, but they can just fucking hit threes. It's ridiculous. I've never seen a family that was so great at fucking dropping a tray. Uh, Colin, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, it's got to be Reggie. He's got to get off the boat because... None of them made the, uh, all the other three were on the dream team, the greatest basketball team ever assembled. He was not. This is the first good reason. Was Reggie too young then, or not good enough? I just, I, I, it's not that I don't think he wasn't good enough. He was a little bit young, but fucking Christian Leitner was on the team, dude. <laughs> they had to take one college person. Christian Leitner is the only person on that fucking team who did not go to the Hall of Fame. I saw Leitner play one time. And I fucking yelled out, look, that center has skis on. He had the longest, clumsiest legs I've ever seen. He had, like, Mad Magazine feet. Remember in Mad Magazine? They would have those long fucking feet. Giant freak feet, yeah. 
That's him. It was the, and he couldn't even run in it. It was just awful to see. Plus, he always showed up late to practice. That's not uh, even his last name. <laughs> actually, Johnson. See, this is why he's always killing. Yeah, he's it's constant wordplay. Fez, I noticed this. You like a mic less than all these young people. They're all in here. Give me, give me a bad word joke. I know this is going to too, but I don't give a shit. That bad? Nate, oh, it was the worst thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Seriously. I don't bad. care what's happening at Gotham. When are you going back there? Uh, I don't know yet. They haven't invited me back yet. I don't think they're ever going to invite <laughs> you back. You have to say I want to go. Break in. Nature Boy Rove is the person who uh, sent this in. How did you find that out, Chris? Uh, text message. Oh, nice. Um... Well, I don't have a phone, a working phone right now. I'm still being recharged. It's charging. Thanks to Shelby. Big ups to Shelby. 20%. Fuck. <laughs> I need another 80% before I'm a human again. Um, all right, so I do like that fucking no dream team thing. Here is Tim in Virginia. You're on the Ron Fez show. How you doing, Ronnie B? Yeah. First time in history, I have to agree with Mr. Hicks. Uh, I would vote Carl Malone's black ass off of there. But one, I think he's got brain damage. Those shorts were too damn tight. And he left Jordan <laughs> off his all-time team. Maybe he just didn't think Jordan was all that good. How could you not think Jordan was all that good? It's spite. The man is just angry and bitter. You're sitting around saying that Carl Malone is not all that good. If Carl Malone went into the league right now, he'd probably be the second best player in the league. I mean, at his, you know, at yeah. his best. Um, all right, I'm going to go over to a kid who used to be my young comedian, now is following behind Joe, well, the joke machine. started out by saying that they never won a championship because of Jordan, and that's true with uh, Ewing and Miller, because they're in the Eastern Conference, so they play in the same conference as Jordan. They couldn't even get to the finals because he was always in there. Malone, right. he faced Jordan in the finals multiple times, including Jordan's uh, last season with the Bulls. Couldn't get it done because of Jordan. But Barkley, on the other hand, he only went to one NBA Finals with the Suns. And so that means he couldn't even... It, Jordan was really a non-factor. He couldn't even get past other Western Conference teams. Well, that was and, only uh, one when he was with the Sixers all those years. The Sixers had fucking trouble, of course. In the playoffs. Yeah, so, I mean, it, Jordan doesn't really come, and come into play with him. He couldn't even lead his team past others, so... Jordan. He couldn't lead his team past Jordan. But he wasn't... Jordan wasn't winning championships in the 80s. Not without Luke Longley. I don't know what you're talking about now. Now you're going in a different direction. I will, so you're you're getting rid of the round on the rebound. Yeah. Oh. Now, you know what's really funny? They say that... Uh, Barkley and Jordan are best pals. Then when they go out to dinner, everybody recognizes Barkley and not Jordan because Jordan hasn't been on TV in so many years. And they're saying people just jump up. Oh my God, it's Barkley! And Jordan is walking by them. That's so weird. Well, Barkley's just so beloved. I mean, everyone loves him, and for good reason. He's fucking hysterical. Yeah, he's the man. That NBA show that they do is funnier than most goddamn comedy shows. It's just black guys busting each other's balls. It's great. 
And then they will laugh so hard. So the thing was, like, somebody loses a bet and they got to put on a wig. So then, like, Chris would put on a wig. And then they're like, he wearing a wig! He got a wig on! Ah! Yeah. That's a wig on your head! And I'm like, God damn, I'd love to do a show with these fucking guys. They're loving it. It's, it's, all, it's great. If anything happens, they just think it's so fucking funny. <laughs> you know I had to put this wig on. I didn't want to. It's always Shaq that's got to do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, him and, him, yeah, him and Barclay are always going at it. Remember your uncomfortable day with Shaq? Yeah, that was great. It was pretty awesome. That should be on every best stuff. Yeah. When you fucking annoyed Shaq. That was amazing. Yeah. I probably I mean, I mean, probably should have just done regular jokes versus just no. basketball-themed jokes. Let me tell you, Shaq came in here, Shelby. I heard. I was guarding him. Yeah. He scored nothing. Nada. He left here... As many fucking points as he had coming in, zero. And no one's ever shut him down like that before. And he left with a head wound. Oh, yeah, he hit his fucking head on that right there. <laughs> it was really sad because then he, like, kneeled down and was like, oh, man. Did he cry? No, but it really did hurt him, like, when Kanye hit his fucking head on that sign. And, like, I was just watching him and I was like, yeah, that never happens. <laughs> no one... <laughs> It's so tall that they hit our lights. But it must happen to him all the time, just hitting his head wherever he goes. He ducked to get into the... Just, just deal with would be like every, Him going places would be like if you had to always walk into a doghouse. That doesn't sound like a pleasant life. No, it's not a good life at all. Um, Tim, Oklahoma, here on the Run Fest Show. Uh, Ronnie, i got to get rid of Barkley for a non-basketball-related reason. It, his fucking golf swing... Me and my wife watch YouTube videos and laugh for an, about an hour. He's got the worst golf swing of any human being ever. <laughs> I don't even... I, but actually, swing would be the worst word. It's more like a fall down. <laughs> um, here's uh, Chris. You're on the Run and Fetish show. Hey, Chris, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ron. Hey, I, I'm Joe Malone off. They're, they're all great players, but, you know, Malone's career was really tied at least on the offensive end which i wouldn't good rebounder but not great he was tied to stockton in that pick and roll i mean if yeah. it wasn't for stockton the rest of those guys kind of played on teams where they were the main focus after you know after zenith you know it's far that is true offense, both him you know and stockton I mean? went to that fucking dream team that's a real, really good point how do you you got two great players and you can't get over the hump you got two guys that are going to be Hall of Famers, and you can't get over. Uh, Tim and P.A., you're on the Running Fez show. Yeah, I got to pull up Ewing. Uh, he can't go to Oklahoma alone. Everybody keeps calling in and voting on call. He's the second leading scorer NBA all-time, two-time league MVP. Everybody loves Charles Barkley. You can't get rid of Charles. Around out of rebound. And Reggie Miller, when he was on, he would destroy the three-point line, shoot the lights out of you, as you said, and then nobody else in that team. It was just the Reggie Miller show. Patrick Ewing had other tools on the New York Knicks, and they never could get it done. Ewing's off the boat. Wow. It's rough, man. No, I mean, at least he's coming up with legitimate reasons. I respect him. Where you, on the other hand, are just such a, a fucking homer. Oh, Barkley was first. And I gave props to Reggie Miller. Did you? Oh, hell yeah. 
I didn't hear you do that. Oh, definitely. Um, here's Vinny on the Running Fest show. Hey, I kick off uh, Carmelo. Buddy, in the end. Well, we couldn't understand you, but you're kicking off uh, Carl. Bless you. Thank you. Tom, you're on the Running Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie. It's got to be Reggie. His sister is a better player than him. If you're not the best player at Thanksgiving dinner, you don't deserve to be there. It's a good family. It's a strong family. Yeah. That whole family can shoot, and they all share the same face. I can't stand people with the same face. All the families that have it. <laughs> that used to happen in my neighborhood all the time. And a lot of times, it felt like you were having sex with your buddy's face because you were with their sister. Fucking Irish people just have a face stamp. It's disgusting. What is the face? Want to remind everyone, Unmasked with special guest Mitch Glazer is happening next Wednesday. Go to theinterrobank.com to see how you can be in the studio audience. Mitch Glazer, of course, the writer, producer, creator of Magic City on Stars, which is starting its new season next week. And also the writer of Scrooge, produced Lost in Translation. He'll be our very special guest on Unmasked next Wednesday. Go to theinterrobank to find out how you can be in the studio audience. Um, Steve, you're on the Run Fed show. Hey, what's up, guys? I yeah. gotta go. Uh, I gotta go, Malone. And I actually kind of like him, Stockton Malone. But I gotta go, Malone, because every time he takes a shot, he kicks a defender like in the knee every single time. You gotta see it. That's really Look true. <laughs> All right, right now, Reggie Miller going out. Whoa. Uh, very closely tied in with Patrick Ewan. Then Carl Malone, an incredibly safe. Charles Barkley. I'm glad people are leaving him alone. Red, uh, Charles Barkley, I mean. See? <laughs> see what he's doing? He's just coming in here and owning you. You gotta fucking, seriously, you gotta say to yourself, this is my house. Like Carl Malone. Yeah. yeah. He always delivered. Shelby, I know you're a little intimidated by him, huh? Your eyes got red again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry in here. What do you want, to fucking do a show in a pool? Sure. The shower? Visine. Hey, come on in the shower, Shelby. We're going to do a radio show. That's one of the things about these kids. They can't fucking take a dry atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, some humidifiers. Oh, yeah. It's the MTV. It's the Atari games. It's these fucking... <laughs> parachute pants. Yeah, parachute pants. And, oh, everyone has to be down with it. <laughs> I don't get the slang. There was a guy on my Sunday show... Who fucking spent the entire day yelling about kids, saying, "I think they 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 say no problem too much for him." No problem. <laughs> yeah. problem. No problem. He explained he ended up fucking firing the guy. Seems trivial. I don't know. Made sense to me. <laughs> I'm starting to hate this basketball song. I was playing constantly. No buildings fell down today, though, so that's a good thing. Yet. Oh my god. Shelby. <laughs> Shelby Jakes. If a fucking building goes down, everyone's going to think it's you. <laughs> behind it. They're going to call you the White Witch. What is your ethnic background, Shelby? Some English, Polish. That's it. English and Polish. Yeah. I know my, like, 
great grandma was actually from England. Mm. And his great grandmother was Lulu. Not a lot of people know that, but she was the singer, Lulu. Nice. Um, an actress, singer, and actress. Fez could have got that reference and gave me a laugh. Nobody. I mean, it just fucking laid there. <laughs> I, I'm canceling my gig at Governors if you want to fill in for me. I said Governors instead of Gotham. Governors is on Long Island. I'm just struggling with it today. I don't know. It's just not my day because my phone wasn't charged. When are you going to Gotham? What's that? When are you going to Gotham? Well, you want to come see me? Yeah. Look, she's like a little comedy groupie or jokey, as they're known in the business. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah. What, jokies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Lolo right there. Grandma. <laughs> I wish that... Here's what I want on her last day, Molly, to sing this song to me. Okay. It's To Sir With Love from the movie To Sir With Love. I sing a cappella at school. I'll get the sharps in here. Do you really? I do. So you got a good voice? It's okay. What were you singing? Bass? I don't have a solo or anything. No. <laughs> you that fucking guy? <laughs> no, I sing alto. I saw, I saw, uh, All right, here we in go. sync, they did uh, Oh Holy Night, and Lance Bass was the bass, and it made sense. Because he's bass. That's an actual true story. Like, yeah. He was the bass. He works here, you know. I saw him yesterday. Yeah. Did you party with him? No, dude, he had like headphone dent hair. I was, so I was, no. What's he just do weekends, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think there's a nightly show. Who was the first boy band like before them? New Kids? Backstreet? Menudo, probably. One of the, whoever they were, they had the right stuff. Fun. I don't know who they were. That's New Kids. Yeah, those guys had the right stuff. Uh, what? They were really there the whole time. Man, a lot of people want to get their opinions on this basketball thing. I don't know how fast you don't watch any sport but football. That is it. And I even tried to tune into Game 7 the other night, and I'm like, I can't even stay with this. And it's a Game 7 between the Heat and the Pacers. Maybe the fact that the Heat were up by 20 had something to do with it, but I couldn't find any excitement in it. I, I just couldn't stay on the channel. What about uh, hockey? Like, it was double overtime yesterday. He doesn't watch hockey, he doesn't watch baseball. No. I didn't even know hockey was going on. Yeah, he only watches football. And even that, he doesn't know much about. He'll just do the repeat thing with football. Like, when you talk to Fez about football, you're talking to last night's ESPN. Listen to this song. Is this Lance Bass singing? This is Donnie Wahlberg. Song's fucking crushing it. They're doing a like a a boy band thing where they're all together touring yeah. around. And it's like selling out. It's huge. Well, yeah, because all those little girls are now like 35 and have money to spend, and they're getting an entire night of just fucking right stuff one after another. I know one of them has like massive anxiety. And New Kids has massive anxiety attacks. That's like goes off stage during the middle of the show and just. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> He's <a> fucking pussy. <laughs> you can't. You can't handle it. Can't handle what? I'll sing the right shit. stuff. Knew he was gonna be a star the first time he ran off stage <laughs> in the middle of the song. <laughs> 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 
everyone's looking at me. Gotcha. So I got out of there. <laughs> well, you picked the right fucking career, didn't you? It's not Donnie, though. I think the career goes. Oh, fucking here. Donnie wants people to look. I was dick. I turn this shit off. Okay. Have we ever had like a girl band? Spice Girls? Oh, yeah, they were a girl band. Would you say TLC was a girl band? Yeah, they were. How many like Left Eye? Everyone else I fucking despise. Left Eye was band. a star. I mean, yeah. Come on. No She's the one who got me to stop chasing waterfalls. What? Before that, I would just see one and just <laughs> just chase it. But the odd thing is, I could never catch. You gotta stick. To the rivers and lakes that you're used to. I am used to them. You know what I mean? They're very easy for me just to be around them. It's simple. But with waterfalls, I just start chasing them. Cool music video for this as well. First of all, every music video is cool. That goes without saying. <laughs> oh, not all. Right, here we go. It's not a bass groove. That's how fucking great this song is. And this is the point where Left Eye would just be pouting. <laughs> In the middle of an ocean. Mm -hmm. Fast singing this part. <laughs> you ready, Shelby? You're gonna take the hook. You're gonna take the fucking hook because you know it. Moving that crack. <laughs> I hope this is the one where Left Eye really breaks out a rap, though. That's coming up after this part. Yeah, but see, I like like the, the the top 40 she didn't rap in, but when it was in the other side, she would. And that made the whole song. Shelby, you, don't, you won't sing? You're afraid to sing? Never. Really? Now I gotta hear it. <laughs> if we all sing the hook with you, will you be okay? Oh, this is the AIDS part. Yeah, this hurts my feelings. This makes me think of Fez if he ever has sex. A I D or H I D. Here we go, Shelby. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Listen to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I know Fast. All right, come on, left eye. Come on. <laughs> so you got nice. the fucking top 40. Pepper freestyle. It's from Crazy Sexy Cool. It's on there right now. Maybe it's just like so, like raw and deep. It is raw. Too white to hear it. 
<laughs> I mean, both. Just like a dog whistle, but for white people. This really disappoints me. I'm sad too. It's not even like they even shortened the song with it. It's just now just instrumental. I'm really pissed off. You've done the worst job grabbing music today. I can't cure it up in this room. I know. I'm going blind a little bit. <laughs> I'm running blind here. <laughs> Damn it, MTV. All right, let's go over to Brian. Brian, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, uh, Ron. Just wanted to let you know, Chris Stanley said um, New Kids on the Block. Actually, New Edition was first, and New Kids saw New Edition. And that's how they got started. Oh. Well, see, the weird thing is, like, you notice that we never call black groups boy bands. A new edition was too black for people. Because you could go back and say Jackson 5 were a boy yeah. band, but no one calls them that. Or The Temptations could have been a boy band. Or The Mills Brothers, boy band. Boys, the band isn't, even, uh, isn't recognized. That everyone is an R regroup. That's crazy because none of them played instruments. <laughs> Philly's own, Boys, the Men. I, Boys, the Men was up here last summer, right? So their audience is what? 35, 40 years old. Yeah. And they had the most beautiful middle-aged black women were at this show. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> they all look like Huxtable sisters. Like grown-up Huxtable girls. No, a dry pair of panties in the house. Oh, jeez. I'm just what? It's, it's, they were excited to Molly's be here. Molly's here. Okay? Don't listen to that, Molly. Dump out of that. This is what... Of you your own brain. You can't dump out of real life. <laughs> Uh, what else we got today? Oh, good. We could talk this over. Uh, the Worthy sequels. Leslie put this together for a six. Uh, it's up on the iBang right now. Worthy sequels. Are you looking for a song that's called Worthy sequels? <laughs> I'll just take a look. Most of us will say sequels suck. Do you agree, Shelp? Yeah. I'd just say, like, come up with another, like, original idea. If you they hate original ideas now. Now they despise them. Uh, but these are some sequels that Leslie put together for us that uh, she believes works. Uh, it's up on the iBang. What do you got for us, Hicks? What, what are these? Uh, first is uh, the Before Trilogy. The Ethan, Hor uh, Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy. Pork. Pork. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said pork and then hawk, and it came out hork. Yeah. Well, it's uh, starting with Before Sunrise in the early in the 90s. These things are 18 years. They're very, very interesting because they treat the characters like they haven't seen each other in years. Yeah. Well, yeah, between the uh, the first two, yeah, they haven't seen each other. In the, I think it was nine years between the first uh, two. Yeah, and now the second one, they haven't seen... The third one, they haven't seen each other. And the third one, they've been married. Oh, they're together. Yeah, they're together in the, in the oh, third one. Oh, see, I haven't film. seen it yet. Yeah, they're together with, like, kids. Oh, have you seen it? No, I've seen. I just, I just read about it. Supposedly, it. they say it's better than the first two. That'd be great because I love the first two. But I, I like the idea because these are mainly like people talking. But if they can keep this going for every nine years for the rest of their life until you get, I remember when we had grandchildren. They want to because there's Ethan's like, yeah, I can't wait to do the next one. Yeah, I can't wait to keep making money. I would want to do. <laughs> if someone said, hey, do you want to keep making money? I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking do that. I'll make that fucking dough because right now I'm sitting here not doing a movie and I'm not getting paid. <laughs> but if I do it, I get paid. Make that bank. I got to have them dollar bills, yo. Shelby, why won't you sing, dude? Do you feel like you can't? I cannot sing. Do you sing to yourself in the shower? No. 
I don't know if I've ever. Has you sang sometime when you were a little kid and everyone got mad at you or laughed at you, right? Probably. Fuck. Like, what's like your favorite band? Like that you would know the lyrics. All instrumental. To so he only listens to like instrumental. Classical. It's like a, no, <laughs> marching band. He's got like Kenny G. Shelby's like, man, this shit's fucking great. He listens to Holden music. His fucking favorite album is called Please Hold. Hang on a minute. That's the sequel. <laughs> do you like any music? Yeah. Who do you like? ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Look, you're about to rock, and I fucking salute you, dude. ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Bands that were so far before he was born. Check this out. So is... Wow! Oh, shit. damn! Wait, what is it? I can't see. Oh, my gosh. Curveball. No. Spring break, you got loose a little. <laughs> sure, and you got the insignia of a, what, a fucking 40-year-old uh, album yeah. on your arm? I did not expect that. No. I'm fucking blown away. How much more ink do you have? That's it. Oh. The weird thing is you talk just like Robert Plant. Really? There's a Shelby I know. On the run and fest show. <laughs> you should fucking sing, dude. You gotta promise that during this semester you will sing. Even if you decide to sing like in funny voice. I'll think about it. So you love Led Zeppelin, huh? Yeah. What's your favorite Zeppelin song? That thing where they're fucking fighting the centaurs and the mermaids. Misty Bowenhop? Fucking pussies. I can't stand that shit. Anyway, what do you like? Over the Hills is pretty good. Sure it is. Well, why? Yeah, you go and turn around and pick out something cool by him. Shelby, sing along. Headphones on, dog. Put your headphones on, doggy. My shit looks so fine. She's the only one I'm going to be singing along. Come on, Shelby. I wanna tell her that I love her so. I need to tell her she's the only one I really love. I got a woman for all day. I got a woman and she won't be true, no wrong. I got a woman, stay drunk all the time. Come on, Shelby. I said I got a little woman and she won't be true. He won't sing. It's a great song, man. He won't sing. Not happening. Want ramble on? You mentioned Gollum, I think, in that. Wedding breaks. You want rock and roll? I'm not going to You won't sing along. You just sit quietly. Yep. Do you sit quietly at concerts? No. When they say, we can't hear you, and, and he'll just go, no, I'm not, because I'm not singing. <laughs> Will you sing along? At a concert? Yeah. No. Come on, Shelby. This is it. This is I got a woman, she won't be true, no, no. I got a woman, don't go outside. He won't sing. It's fun. Whoever sings the song 
should sing the song. No, that's crazy. But it doesn't like speak like speak to you like. Remember when he told us he used to fucking do impressions of Jim Gaffigan during the album? He would get up and pretend he was Gaffigan. You got to sing this part. Go on, leave on the guitar play. Like next thing I knew, my parents were divorced. So, oh, I mean, I, oh come on! No, no. see, I, no. Mean, I understand now. It's trauma. Oh. He had trauma. He said karaoke. No, guys, I'm not seen. <laughs> right? Pony by Genuine is not going to be sung. Oh, no way! You should do Eruption by Van Halen at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. See, he's going for the jokes, that fucker. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming in here, fucking shoot, shooting you down. Do what Fez does. Stand your fucking ground when that happens. So good. Bring it on. King of the Hill. Whoa, we're playing fucking King of the Hill? Good. All right, go back to your list. Okay. Shelby's never going to sing. That hurts. Godfathers 1 and 2. Oh, no one's bringing up 3? No, 3 is on the list. Sad. I feel bad for 3. Do you like Godfather 1 or 2 better? Uh, 1. I liked 1 better because I love Sonny. And this, the end of Godfather 1 is just... Ridiculous when they. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Michael kills everyone. It's great. Oh, okay. he kills his dad, his brother, his wife. Yeah. Kills his children. His cholesterol. <laughs> his cholesterol. <laughs> well, you know, Marlon Brando did have a heart attack. Well, dude, you are ruining it for me. <laughs> you know it's in my queue. Spoiler alert. Yeah. My dad had me watch. Um, uh, the Trouble with the Curve last night. The only thing that my dad has ever recommended any movies are always baseball movies. You gotta see this Clint Eastwood film, Art of the Curve, or Can't Handle the Curve. I watched it. You know that when he gets around to see it, it's always two years after it's been out and it's on HBO. The movie's fantastic. I'm like, a uh, baseball movie? Yeah. He never gets the fact that all of his favorite movies are baseball movies. No comedies, dramas ever no. show up? No, unless it's in a baseball yeah, really. movie. Major League. Yeah. That was fine. Uh, Field of Dreams, pretty good. Yeah, he loves anything like that. I've seen this movie, Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a true story. It's half it's good. two dudes. <laughs> it's half good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Clearwater. Not so bad. Oh, okay. The picnic table's fucking wet, so let's bring in a news crew. <laughs> there are people in the water. Yeah, of course. It's the only time you can surf in Florida. You can fucking catch a wave so good during a hurricane, you can take it down 495. Uh, as you can see, looking here, there's water is up on the beach. There's literally like a five-year-old kid with a boogie board. <laughs> that kid will be dead tomorrow. <laughs> Yikes. From ODing on like oxys, probably not even the water. It, like, if you live in Clearwater now, you should go out, stand behind one of the news people, and just eat a sandwich. 
It's so wet out here. I wanted, I've never eaten a sandwich in a hurricane situation. And it's delicious. Some of it's wet, but it's still good. All right, go ahead, X. Uh, the Toy Story, the Toy Story trilogy. I think I only saw the first one. I only saw the first one, and that was in cartoons, so I don't watch anymore. I think the first one and the third one were really good, and the second one was stupid. What was the second one about? Really good. A second one is uh, they get sold to a toy maker. Huh, that is sad. That makes sense though. Yeah, I mean, they are toys. Everybody I know said they like cried during it. Like three, right? Yeah. I heard people because he had to give his toys away. I cried during every cartoon. I just fucking can't believe I'm stuck watching it. <laughs> I don't know. The characters are too animated for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is great voiceover. <laughs> Kids, you don't know that, but that potato head is Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Don Rickles? <laughs> exactly. No, they don't sell popcorn here. There's a private party out there, so they're not selling any treats to us. A little call back to Molly's parents. Got nothing out of it. It's well, hot in here, though, isn't it? <laughs> I was grabbing your phone charger then, I think. Yeah, so you've got an excuse. Everyone else should be like, sorry, I let you down. Sorry, I let you down. Well, you don't have to be sorry, Molly. You're just our 19-year-old Catholic girl. Go ahead, X. Next. Uh, the documentary series, The Up series, uh, by Michael Apted. Oh, those things are fucking great. I forgot about those. It started in 64, grabbed a uh, bunch seven of Seven-year-olds. Seven-year-olds, and every seven years, they've updated. Yeah. And they so put now balloons guess, on their house, and they, like, take off in the <laughs> sky, too. That is so sad when that happened. I cried. I cried because I wanted that house to be on the ground. <laughs> well, that old man, I guess, learns to, I don't know, love people. I, I didn't make it that far. I just cried and ran out and checked my own house to make sure. Because I had had a bunch of balloons at my house. Oh, God. Yeah, but luckily not as many. <laughs> I think didn't someone try to do that balloon? We should be talking about the Up series is what thanks, we should Shelby. be doing. Thanks. Not the, not the movie Up. Oh, no, but they tried this in America and then they quit. Like I saw like two that they did in America. And then like. They're like, ah, we're not going to do it anymore. Well, they Too had stupid. some documentary called Babies a couple years ago, but then everybody got pissed and said, oh, you're exploiting these babies, mm -hmm. even though they weren't really doing anything. They're just... Well, yeah, what else are you going to do with the babies besides exploit them? <laughs> oh, God, if I had a kid, I could just throw the baby into baby modeling? Frank it. Just you should put them in, in baby porn. No, I would There's get a lot of money in baby porn. <laughs> oh I'm God. sure the money's okay, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not into pedophilia. Yet. I don't think no. I will never be Wait, in a better feeling. I just want you to know that you just said. Put your baby in the army in the infant tree. Sorry. <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> a bunch of babies are coming this way. You know what they say is the. Worst thing about bayoneting a baby, too, right? What's that? Just trying to get it off yeah, after that. Right just, here, yeah. Oh! Oh! It's like it's stuck! I think she just pulled off your foot. They don't have bayonets anymore, do they? I don't, I don't know. They, they might give a guy a knife, but they're not going to attach it to the M16. Why? What if you run out of bullets and you can charge someone with your bayonet? No. If I ran out of bullets, I would just go back and get more bullets. I'm like, I don't want to be part of the bayonet thing. 
think they put them on drums. They just start dropping knives <laughs> on people. We dropped 15 knives on them and somehow we missed them. Hope this lands sharp side down. Uh, we're, <laughs> this is a waste. Now, every drone has to be flown, right? By somebody like playing a video game. Yeah. Like the drone isn't out doing it on their own. No, some dude's operating with a joystick. See, I don't think that should be called a drone then. It's like fucking cheating. Well, I don't think we can make computers smart enough to differentiate targets. Yet. Oh, yeah. Well, then, no, we don't want that. Then I've got a computer right now I've taught to play tic-tac-toe and also destroy the world. All right. I hope he doesn't confuse the toe. <laughs> sounds like a movie. He loves it, though. He's always bothering me. He's always saying, want to play a game? I'm like, no, computer. I'm watching TV right now. Oh, Matthew Barterick somewhere. What? Matthew Broderick, War Games. <laughs> Mutual destruction. Are you focusing on your thing? Or are you done? No, there's one more. Uh, the Adventures of Antoine uh, Donnell by uh, Francis Truffaut. I have to admit, I haven't seen these. I like it. Every time I've seen a Truffaut movie, I've loved, though, but I don't know this one. Uh, it was uh, the same character from uh, his film 400 Blows. And they, it uh, does. It's awful. <laughs> and then they made a short film, Love at 20. And then uh, two more films, Stone Kisses, Bed and Board, and then one more, Love on the Run, the same character. All right, someone wrote to me, you calling the new kid who runs off stage in a panic a pussy in front of Fez has been the highlight of my day so far. I did not even get that irony. Fez, you're being kind of quiet today, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I guess, just a weird morning. Where I'm having a little bit of trouble. What's with the bassy voice that he's doing? It's a new voice like this. Hey, everybody. I'm Fez. Okay, I like it now. Could you imagine if Hicks came in here tomorrow? Oh, those motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Hey, Ron, how's it going? I actually do like that better. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Love these e-cigarettes, huh? Mm -mm. How's it going, Kokomo Joe? It's going good, River. <laughs> We're all going to do the new Fez voice. Check out my Instagram. Um, Fez, I did not mean you, pussy. I meant the new kid on the block, pussy. When you run out of here in a panic, I think it's great and solid. I know you can't wait to do Mitch Glazer. I say that you got that up and you're ready to pitch it again later. Later we'll do that one. That sounds good. Man, that fucking Shady 45 is just a buzz today with people coming in and out. Everybody loves Crosslove. Except Molly. Is Quest still in there all this time? No, he's probably gone. He was only here for a short time. Shelb, thank you for recognizing Questlove when Molly didn't. Yep. Uh, it was weird seeing him without a drum set in front of him. I think he was uncomfortable. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't look natural, did he? No. That's why I didn't recognize him. He tried to hit me with some sticks. I had to explain, like, hey, I'm not a <laughs> snare drum. Easy. At least he was open to hearing your side of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Joe and Shelby could do a show together. No one would listen, but they could do a show together. <laughs> what is it, Chris? We should break. Why are we going to... We should break. It's like breaking something. Jerk like off a weird dildo. That's oh, that oh, give me a fucking break, yeah. Shelby. You're a fucked up. How am I a fuck up? Just the stuff that Shelby said. He's Just talking break. gibberish. It didn't make sense, though. How would you break a stick, Shelby? Oh, come on, you guys. Hey, this you guys want to hang out and talk about yeah. uh, Music Fest after this? Hell yeah. Do you go to Music Fest all, Shelby, or 
Yeah. You go to one called Let's Be Quiet. <laughs> Molly, I know you don't, right? I'm going to one in the summer. What, which one? I'm going to Camp Bisco. And who are you seeing? I don't know. I'm going with my friends. <laughs> Girlfriends? Yes. You have no steady in your life, huh? No steady? There's no one guy for you. No. If you had to choose right now, Catholic Joe or Shelby the Quiet Singer. Wow. This is tough. Uh... Catholic Joe. Wow. Joe, if you don't make... Seriously. Well, Ron, do you have a sister? Yeah. It'd, it'd be weird having sex with your sister. Don't <laughs> judge me for what I did when I was younger, yeah. dude. So okay? Your, How did you even fucking find out about I that? I know. I did the guess. You should have told me no. You, you think of her as a sister? Yeah. Because her... her uh, I, I know her sister too well. Her other sister. You feel like that's true? No? Yeah. You believe what he's saying? I do. So you think of her sister as a sister as well? No, no, no. It's a big happy family, I guess. Whoa. Is her sister cute and funny too? Yeah. You have to bring her in one day. Yeah, I'm going to. She's in Peru. I'll bring her in one day. Where is she? Peru. Yeah, is she getting a thing from me? Yes. <laughs> that, here's the code word. Don't you screw this up. Nose whiskey. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Olivia marching powder. Booger sugar. Oh, not enough people say that anymore, but that's a nice one. I'm bringing it back. Good. Sing it to me. All right, we're going to come back and talk to Music Fest. Maybe Catholic Joe will go with his sister. I hope so. <laughs> Your vapor just came fucking whipping by my thing like a long time after you did it. Look, see how long it stays? This, um... This you should try this uh, this cigarette that yeah Brian. I'm going to. I just want to smoke them one at a time, unlike you. I think I'm switching brands. <laughs> Some people are writing complaining about it, saying so it's bad for you. Most things I do are bad for me. It's not stopping me yet. John, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie B. I uh, just wanted to call and check in on Fez. I know he's got to be losing his shit with that tropical storm in Florida. Not at all. You're fine with it, Fez. See, here's the thing that you have to know about Fez. He's nervous about things happening to himself, not to others. It's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. Like, Fez would be more upset if his breakfast order was ruined than if he found out that Hicks had brain cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Then he would be running around with all his papers. But I have brain cancer. I've got all these emails. That should help. There's blood coming out of my ears. Oh. Yeah. I would imagine that would happen if you had brain cancer. Do me a favor. Yeah. and Just crawl off and die on your own like a dog. Don't worry. A dog finds it embarrassing to die in front of people, which I really like that about dogs. Dog, we should start f wrapping uh, plastic bags around dogs' heads, pumping healing in them. I didn't even know that you could do that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Healy was that dangerous. Well, any gas that, that there's too much of it, anything that replaces your good old HTO is not good for you. Did I call it HTO instead of 2O? Well, H2O is water also. So. Spelled 2 with... You're right about that. <laughs> I You know, for a second I thought I had gills. And I thought it was a fish. Well, nitrous is okay. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. If you eat, can you roll D on nitrous on whippets? 
Alright, um, yeah, you could do, you could die on any guess. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Even though I believe that I could live underwater, because I try to explain to everybody. It's like Waterworld. Thanks. The, the double suicide by helium had to be so strange at the end as they're saying goodbye to each other in really high-pitched <laughs> voices. See you on the other side! Oh, God. Very weird. Fez, I think you just wrote a com comedy bit there. I think Fez is back. Fez is back. Fez is back. I've always loved you! Ooh, a slow clap. You go, girl! You go! Look, I got a break, kicks. I can't fucking struggle on for this forever. You got, you got All right, we're going to come back and talk music festivals. What's the best? What's the worst? Run and Fest Show. The Run and Fest Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. It's Dollar Shave Club. Father's Day is just 10 days away. Get Father something that he'll absolutely love. A Dollar Shave Club gift card. Gift cards from Dollar Shave Club where uh, Mike Dubin, founder of Dollar Shave Club, he's also introduced something brand new. The One Wipe Charlies. The moistened towelettes that you can add to your order when you join Dollar Shave Club. Trust me, they get you very, very fresh feeling. And you can join Dollar Shave Club in time for Father's Day. Get Dad signed up. That way he's never without razors again. Razors delivered to your home each and every month so that you never run out and never a bad shave. Quality razors without paying a fortune. You can even see the new One Wipe Charlie's video on the iBang. That's on the uh, IB Wire right now. So it's Dollar Shave Club for Father's Day. Dollar Shave Club gift cards. Go to dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. It's Dish Network and the fabulous, fabulous Hopper DVR system. Perfect for Father's Day where you get Dad all set up with the Hopper at his home. That way, never misses any of his shows. And people, I'm not just talking about at home. I'm talking about anywhere Dad goes. Because you can watch your program television and live TV events with the Hopper Anywhere you go on your smartphone, laptop, or tablet. So the TV travels with you. Your hopper is your new traveling companion. Program your hopper and then watch TV anywhere you want. Turn any room into a TV room with the fantastic hopper. It also records hundreds upon hundreds of hours of programming. So you never have a show deleted before you're ready to watch it. And you can record all the prime time with just the touch of a button. The most convenient DVR in the world. It's the one that the cable companies, they envy. They go to court over this. They try to put out lawsuits to stop the hopper. There's no stopping the hopper. Perfect for Father's Day. Give Dish a call. 1-800-WATCH-TV. That number again is 1-800-WATCH-TV. Get that the hopper from Dish Network this Father's Day. There's a war coming down between my breasts and mine. I don't want no war going down, going down tonight. Stop this war. Stop this war. Civilization. Ha! I go with everything. It's the Ron Fez Show on a Thursday. 
Um, Higgs, what time is that thing tonight? I believe it's 8 o'clock. Okay, I'm trying to work things out. Thanks. That's all, all fair stuff, though. Stuff I shouldn't be saying into a microphone. Um... All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Now, I want to get into stuff, but there's a bit up on the iBank today about the worst tipping states in America. Arkansas only tips 10%. West Virginia, 10.5%. North Dakota, 10.9%. Georgia, 11.2%. And Alabama, 11.5%. I do know this. When you're down south, you still, like, you'll be eating in a diner. You'll still hear change hit the table. Like, people will actually use coins. That's fucking insulting to anyone in the service industry. That's terrible. Um, to, to just, if you're leaving coins, there may be some bills underneath it. That's yeah. ridiculous. Well, they're willing to give you 10%. Now, highest, New York is number one. Uh, obviously, uh, followed by New Jersey, uh, then California, then Nevada, and Texas. All right. Well, it makes sense we're up top. But, to th- all right, so even down south where the bills are going to be cheaper for the, for the f- yeah. their food there, and then the, they're giving a 10%. How does a waiter make a living you don't. in the south? You don't. Now you sound like Reservoir Ducks. <laughs> with the relatives in the South, I always, if I went out to eat with a family thing, I would always go back in and add money to the tip because I was humiliated the way uh, my father or some of his friends. Why didn't you just pick up the tab? Well, then that was just another argument. But then I would go in. So they're not that cheap that they wouldn't pay for the dinner, but they just don't view tipping the same way. Well, they would split the check See, I every see this. You guys are already starting a red state thing here. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. They just don't appreciate service. But I service. would say this. Nevada is in there as third, but that might be cheating because of Las Vegas and how many blue state people go there mm-hmm. and then drop cash. <laughs> but finally, somewhere, I think fifth, you finally get Texas, um, which, if you believe some of this stuff, that they're the way that they are uh, registering people there. That may be a uh, a blue state too. It's really soon. <laughs> That's what they're aiming for. Great. So um, the stingiest states—they are all in the South. You can't get around that. What a pile of garbage! Well, North Dakota, but North Dakota is not really considered the North. North Dakota is the South of the North. Yeah. I've- yeah. There's actually they seem very south. Now you work in the you work during the week in a restaurant, right? Yeah. Could you work at a place that only tipped ten percent? No, I couldn't. You would be able to afford to keep going there. No, I couldn't. So you really are making the fact of that job will stay poor. You won't get the best people in that yeah. job. Well, not a lot of people go to Arkansas to become an actor, you know? Hmm. One of these days I'm going to get that Chick-fil-A at part, you know? <laughs> One of these days. By the way, you, Arkansas wasn't even on this list. You just throw them out because you see them as Hayseed. Well, Little Rock, Little Tippers. That's what I <laughs> think. <Okay. laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're tipping ten percent, you're a piece of shit. You're actually that angry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that they they would just shortchange all these people. Um. It would be interesting to, th- to just imagine what they're thinking. That either that's plenty, or I'm just going to get out of the restaurant as fast as I can. This is funny. Narc Zito said Fez accidentally is responsible for putting New York <laughs> on top. Because a lot of times he'll tip even when the tip is in the bill. Um, yeah, I'm like at a 60 percenter. Uh, boy, Bloodnut says you might be a redneck if you make Jews look like Rockefeller. Jewish people are not bad tippers at all. They fucking tip well. Uh, California leading the league in something for a change. Uh, Zell calls them true conservatives. So the South will rise again except for the tipping part. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're a tipper in the South, you're a piece of garbage. You're a fucking asshole. Here's why would conservatives tip to illegals and minorities serving them. Boy, this has really turned into a red state, blue state thing. Well, they just think tipping is buying something in the gift shop of a Cracker Barrel. So, I mean, you can't really fault them for that. Just some misinformation. Um, There's Waffle Houses, too. <laughs> Here's Dan. You're on the Ron Fez show. Subject. And besides, it's, it's percentage. It's not saying the most money. Uh, Dan, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. It's Dave. Hey, uh, I just think that the data here could probably be skewed. I mean, all those states are all very high-density states, and it's all very, there's a lot of money in those states. And I just think probably what you're looking at is, A, huge volume of people. B, I think you probably have more poor in uh, those southern states, and I think they probably can't afford to tip as well. Well, remember, this is just a percentage of what you're tipping. So it's right. it's not really based on that there's more people in New York or California. It's just what people think service is worth. It really comes down to that. And if you live in the South, you feel like service should be free. If you're tipping 10%, don't fucking tip. That's just an insult to everyone involved. You would think nothing. You would think saying fuck you <laughs> would be better than tipping 10%. I'd feel better about that. Like, at least this guy, I know he's a total asshole, because this fucking 75 cents, you can suck on it. See, I think that you should have to do this. This should be the new law. You finish your meal, and you put your tip down, then you have to stand up and say, My name is Ron Bennington, uh, and I just tipped... All right, 27%. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't want to go that high... Just felt the pressure of everyone staring at me. Have you seen the rack on that waitress? It's really big. So that's what you would do. You tip by tit size. Yeah. Well, my my mom, she would. Oh wow! That's well, disgusting. No, 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 great no, no, rack. Oh, yeah. She's not even a waitress. Anymore. Yeah, but she had great breasts. No, she would tip twelve to fifteen percent depending on the service. But then my dad, he was a tenor, a singer, but also a tipper. <laughs> He was a tenor in both of them. Yeah, he was a tenor. He was doing a joke. He was a great singer, though. Um, Here is Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, everybody feels entitled in the South. I mean, uh, and it's just... It's just bunk. They they think that they they need something, so nobody nobody tips well there because everybody's so shitty. So you're saying that the people themselves are entitled, so they won't tip people. 
Yeah, they just, they, well, not, not, not the patron, but, you know, the, the waitresses and stuff like that, they, they just treat people like shit. They just expect Southern hospitality and not, like, pay for it. Here's Don in Virginia. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, the, like this other guy just said, maybe the service sucks in the South and everybody tips according to what the service was. Uh, I've traveled throughout the South and I cannot say that the service is worse there than anywhere else. I, I would, there's very few, I mean, obviously when you go to some kind of four-star restaurant, the service is going to be better there. But if I'm just talking about regular food, I don't think that the service is any better in any one part of the country than the other. I might be wrong about that, but I've never thought, oh, God, and down south, service blows. I've never felt that way. For them to justify serving t uh, tipping 10%, they would have to a first poison your food and then berate you as they're serving it to you or just to do bodily harm to you. Be otherwise, then just don't tip. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I get your point exactly. Normally, what I do, I, if I'm in like a diner, I'll think this is either someone's mom or this kid is trying to work their way through school. You know what I mean? I know that I'm not with a professional person, and I like having people come over and take my order. I'd much rather do that and get my fucking eggs cooked fresh than go to some cafeteria where the eggs and sausage has been sitting under a heat lamp for 15 minutes. I like service. The bad service thing is bullshit. If someone says it's bad service, they're lying. They're just cheap assholes who don't want to fucking tip people. So stay the fuck home. Don't go to a fucking restaurant. Um, here is uh, Rich. Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I was just saying about this tipping thing. You know, you got to think about it, Ron. We got buffets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner everywhere in the South. It's disgusting. So you don't really have much ser service, so... You don't really leave, uh, you know, 20% for somebody bringing you a water one time. And then the other thing is, is that the, uh, you, you know, the one group of people that are, that are notoriously made fun of for being poor tippers, we have a lot of more of that group of people in the South than anywhere else. So, well, actually, uh, I'm looking at it here. This is regular restaurants. And it's also, and it was, by the way, was he... Saying it's blacks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Uh, I wanted to see what we got with it. Among those polled, 56% said they would prefer to pay for more food rather than leaving a tip. What the fuck? 7% admitted they don't like tipping at all. That's just hating wait waiters and waitresses, then. Yes, you're just correct. Just despising them. I mean, it's not even of, you don't deserve this. It's like, you shouldn't even be working here. I should be able to go to the kitchen and grab it myself. Well, no, they don't. They're not saying that. That's a different thing. They're saying either the restaurant should pay or they don't view this as anything more than, hey, I'm in here paying for food. You bringing me food should be part of it. It I think Chris is closer to this than anyone else. It's just acting like the people who give you service, it doesn't matter to you. We should just replace every fucking restaurant in the south with an automat. And now, then tell them to fuck off. <laughs> they don't have automats there. But they do have those big, stupid, disgusting fucking cafeterias everywhere. Um, I'm reading over some of this. Uh, in England, we don't tip. 
That's also because it's part of the food thing, which I don't know why we've never gotten to that point if, you know, the tipping becomes a problem to just say, just put it in the fucking bill. I don't mind when places do that. Um, Don Carpenter says, uh, Texas is near the top of the list. That goes your ignorant trolling attempt. That would be true if you've got a fifth for Texas, but when the top, when the bottom five are all kind of red states, that is kind of a red state thing there. Yeah, the Texas is the anomaly. And coming in at fifth, that's not exactly winning the thing. <laughs> when you've got New York and California above you, which is the reason why uh, we have a blue president at all, is because those two places, and Illinois, I don't know where they are in this. All right, here's our buddy Tom Madison. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, Fez. you love you. You know, Ronnie, I, I tip 10%. So many times if you do run into bad service, and it seems to be rare in the food business, and, you know, that it's not even the waiter or waitress's fault that your food is fucked up, that they're short one person, whatever. And, and those people do, they, I mean, 10% to me is like leaving a penny. Right. I'm with Hicks. I think you go sit at the fucking counter with the other plastic purse carrying old men yeah. and, and don't get your goddamn food anywhere where people where you have to interact because you're right, Ronnie. So many of these people that's what they fucking live on. That's what they live on. Yeah, I just couldn't do that to somebody who's out there earning a living. Exactly. And no nobody calls and compliments, nobody'll call you know, I've I've called places when I've got good service and, and told the management, you know. This person was great. That person was great. They are actually stunned that somebody calls to compliment them. And, right. you know, it's just the service. It's the, it's the way we live. It's the way people want to go, go, go. But the cheap fucks that sit at the counter bitch about politics and don't tip should just stay home. All right. You Thanks. Know, I think. Peace. Well, you got rough on that. That was nuts. <laughs> He's right, though. These people just want to make a buck. Instead, they're getting dicks. I always tip at the counter. I don't see where it would be any different, where anyone would even have it in their mind that if I don't have someone walking up to me... Uh, I feel sad you're a counter boy. Yeah, usually, yeah. Because I don't. I feel more comfortable at the counter, at the diner that I go to, than sitting at a table. Why? I got a booth. He, he thinks people look at him for being a single guy. Yeah. They don't. I always ask for a fucking booth by myself, and I put my feet up. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. Get tuna melt. Spread out. It's delicious. <laughs> Starving. I'll go like this, and I will be smoking an e-cigarette, so fucking pass the word around. Doesn't matter what section I'm in. Even though there are no more smoking sections <laughs> at all. I think anywhere. E-smoking section. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up. Because people just don't, people just don't want to... e-cigarette smells like ass. When I'm eating, I don't want to see puffs of water vapor. Thank you. If you want to kill yourself with an electronic cigarette, go right ahead. I don't want to be part of it. Part of it. Part of it. <laughs> I am not part of it. Um, here's Jeff. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't know if anybody's talked about this or not, but the the legal minimum wage for servers in New Jersey is two dollars and fifteen cents an hour. They they make 
they're they're living on tips. It's not even like they get salaries like regular people do, right. hourly wage. Like they're also people. not getting health benefits. Blah blah blah. Stop being a fucking cheap motherfucker. Do people not know that? Like, no. I mean, what the fuck? All oh, scumbags. Hear me, Arkansas. Arkansas isn't even on this. All right, hear me, you, Bama. You fucking pricks. <laughs> Here is uh, Tommy in Brooklyn. You're on the Ryan Fest show. Hey, guys. If, if there's one good thing about this, which there really isn't, but the one good thing is, is that when I go on vacation, if I'm there, I get treated like a king. Because I tip well, and uh, you know, and, and New Yorkers always get a bum nap for a lot of things. But I think uh, when you get out of the state, they know that you're there to spend money. It's true. And first of all, after you leave New York, when you get a check down south, it looks like it's fucking free food. It's crazy. It's fucking stuns you. You just go, what? So, yeah, you start to throw cash around, and then those people be like this. Um, sir, is there, did you mean to leave this behind? Yeah. You're like, yeah, and it's going to keep happening like that, all right? Pass the fucking word around. Things just got good. It's fucking table. You're all right? Yeah. Start gossiping back there. Next time I want, I come in here, I want you people battling over me. <laughs> it is a weird thing, though, that, uh, that things always come back to being red states and blue states again. It's one of the, the things that we just can't understand each other culturally. And this I'll never understand. I'll burn it all down before I start tipping 10%. Even if it's, like, really bad service? Like, even if the person, like, you know... Well, what would they have to do? They have to do, like, just... They have to spit your food. Yeah, in front of me. In front of me. And then the, the fucking meals would be free. Then I just fucking walk out. Like, I'm not even gonna fucking spit, dude. <laughs> One time we went to a restaurant... <laughs> Take a and stand. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still tipping you, though. <laughs> Let everybody know, okay? Because it's fucking gonna be great around here. <laughs> It's weird. We do. We act like we just hit at the track, no matter where we go. It's great. Now, Bobby DeChamp, who was an intern, he's still a buddy of mine, he was an intern years ago, he will fucking go to a place before he shows up with a broad, tip people, so that when he comes in, everybody's like yelling his name out and shit. He looks like a real baller. He's like, um, please, come here. here. Let, me let, let me send you to the table. <laughs> So uh, there are always people who are like, I don't know what to give a mater d. I don't know how to give them some fucking money. No one's ever offended by getting money from you. Just take a little piece. Just put a little money in there and go like this. Remember, treat me different than everybody else. All right? You know better. Come here. No, I'm gonna hug you. We're gonna put your kids some school manual. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing fucking buybacks. Let everybody know. Oh, and I don't get a buy. There was a bar around the corner. I went there for like five years since since we moved to this building. I never got one buyback, and it closed down. And I'm so happy. If you don't do buybacks, you're a bad bar owner. Why don't you offer a key bump? <laughs> I'm not gonna offer them key bumps. And you're making a mistake because you let them know sometimes we're doing key bumps sitting here, <laughs> and that way you can fucking feel like you have your own privacy. You got a lot of fucking problems. You got to get in there, get in deep. Alcohol isn't going to do it alone. All right. You're going to need some gack. Gack? Oh, gack. All right, it's the Ron Fez show. 
Chris Christie, they're so pissed at him, huh? Yep, they hate him. I bet he tips well. Oh, yeah. Christy, I'm fucking going to tip on an ice cream cone. <laughs> he can write it all <laughs> off anyway. He'll fucking... He'll fucking <laughs> He's dropping paper on an ice cream cone. He's he 20. Keep it. <laughs> Look at this. Let everybody know back there behind the counter. It's going to be like this all the fucking time. <laughs> Things are going to start swinging. All right? Your life is turned around now. You see me come through that door. Fucking get excited. I wish the red states and blue states would get together better, though. There's got to be a third color. Now, you can see the fucking... On the thing, uh, New Yorkers... Uh, well, now people are saying I did say Arkansas. Oh, I did say Arkansas. So my apologies to telling everybody they were wrong about Arkansas. <laughs> the Arkansas blows. Okay, that's good. Now, these people won't get... Uh, nobody on my show is going to correct me. It's going to be up to you, the listener. So I thank you, Mark. I really... Uh, I, I do wish the red states and blue states could get together more. Because I always have a great time when I'm down south. And by the way, I meet a lot of crazy fucking people. Like for some pe reason, people act like, oh, they're all conservatives down there. Most of the nutty fucking people I've ever known in my life have been from the south. Just crazy fucking fun people. Do those crazy fun people not vote? Or do they, I mean, they don't represent like the. I think they still vote conservative. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's fun. That makes them crazier. Why? They're having all this fun. I mean, the conservative party doesn't seem like the fun party. Like it's not the the, the Democrats seem that fun either. Yeah, I, I, I'm bored with them with a bunch of Democrats. Keith, Pittsburgh, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, Ron, I used to wait tables in 10 bars years ago. And, uh, <clears throat> so I'm a good tipper. Um, but um, i got a story to tell you. I, when I first started, I was working at a fine dining restaurant in Pittsburgh years and years ago. My, my second week on the job, um, I was working like a Sunday brunch. And this family of five would come in every week. I was told, and they were the worst tippers. Nobody ever wanted to wait on them. <laughs> so... Uh, I decided, you know, I got I got the table, so I decided to give them the best the, the best service I could give them. You know, I was doing everything I could for them. At the end of the meal, the guy gave me forty percent tip. Okay, meanwhile, everybody said this they never tipped, and the reason why he didn't tip well is because nobody wanted to take the table, so he left them a shitty tip. I gave him great service, and he tipped me well, and it was like my table for the next two years. So you feel like you got to really go out of your way to make it happen. It just depends. Sometimes people have, people have a bad experience in a restaurant, so they you know they, they like the food, but the service was always shitty. Uh, but they kept coming. I, I gave them a really good experience, and they and he appreciated it, and he gave me a really good tip. So another thing I do too, when I'm out you know with my my family <clears throat> or wherever I am, I always tell the food server that um, you know thanks for the great service, and they're blown away sometimes because they never hear that. I think your food food servers need to hear that. I agree, you know, man. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. There's plenty of times you could do that. And if you go to a fucking place and you tip up front, you know what I mean? Like you tip fucking big on the first drink, forget about it. You're fucking going to be fine. Yeah. People want to make money. That's why they're at work. Those people are like, it depends on the service. I sit there. What the fuck are you, a judge at the Olympics? Just fucking relax and have fun. 
I've noticed from the weddings I've gone to, a lot of people don't tip the bartenders at weddings. Yeah, you got to tip the bartender. Yeah, I gave the guy a 20 when I first got up there. I'm like, I won't be back here a lot, dog. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shit's gonna, going down. We're going to get to know each other. Yeah, when I come up here, you, I want you to look at me like, like your mom just fucking walked in, all right? <laughs> fucking snap, too. Be ready. Um, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Ron, uh, I got a question for you. I, I usually uh, get my food to go, and it's usually about 10 bucks, and I give them a dollar, but for some reason I feel like I'm being cheap just giving them a dollar, even though all they do is bag up my food. Yeah, that's all they do. Take care of people. It isn't a matter of what they do, so I'm going to judge it. This is your place where you come and get taken. Uh, fucking treat them like they're your friends. You're fucking tipping people. You're making it a pleasant thing that you come in and out of there. So they look up and they know you. It's a society. It is a society we live in. We're not a fucking bunch of animals. I knew a, uh, a girl who, because I'd been on doing radio, and morning radio at this place, she goes, oh, you used to come into our place for fucking takeout. You always tipped. In other words... Everybody in that fucking place would have known if I would act it like a fucking douchebag. Just fucking do You're in public, you assholes. <laughs> You're in public. They don't care. That's what makes them really shitty. It's like they're judging it by mileage. If, if uh, it's just to the counter, that's a lesser tip. If it's a walk to the table, that's more. If it's the delivery, I guess it's a little bit more than that. You know, maybe it is a red state, blue state, in the same way where they act like somehow like poor people just want to take from people. You know what I mean? Like, like when they when they can't fucking identify with the fact that somebody doesn't have, um, I don't know, just uh, is not in the same position as them. Because believe me, sooner or later, everybody ends up in the same positions. We all go back and forth. We if a fucking Seriously, a socially ignorant ape like Hicks yeah, can take it upon himself to tip like a person. I think everyone can. And I am a weirdo. Don't put yourself down there. I, so am. Many I, good, I am. I you am. do so many good things, I though. I'm, I'm strange, but I know to give people at least 20%. 20 should be the men. Uh, all right, let's go over this other fucking bit that we uh, have today and this is the big shows Catholic Joe you seen any shows this summer uh yes I'm excited for the new season of uh, Newsroom this idiot doesn't even know what I'm talking about Oops. oh uh, oh yeah I've seen shows this summer that's why you turn around and you see a cute girl's being your sister rather than an opportunity uh, that's your problem yeah I guess <laughs> you know brother sister incest is the most accepted of incest Really? That's on my scale, my hierarchy of <laughs> incest. They totally, I totally <laughs> trust you on that. <laughs> More than, let's say, uncle and third cousin. Yeah. I don't even count that as incest. Third cousin and uncle, whatever. <laughs> Where does this dad come Here's the weird thing. He's an only child. You don't think... <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to win by defending this position. <laughs> All right, so what are what is the least acceptable form of incest? Okay, it goes yeah. father daughter. That's the worst. Then father son. Is accepted? Least, or the worst. This is, this is, I'm going from worst to least worst. Okay. Father daughter. 
father, father, daughter, father, son, mother, son, then brother, sister. What about sister, sister? Or mother, well, that's daughter? Totally, that's totally accepted. Oh, that's that's whatever. Yeah, everybody knows it's that. It's really awkward when they ask this on Family Feud. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> I would have what? crushed. <laughs> what is? Show me! Father, daughter, big yeah. Yeah. The daughter's like crying in the corner. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I told you it was okay. Uh, okay. So, Higgs, it does. It seems like you've He's come the up. Most outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know what? To be like, all right, I got oh. it, you guys. Please. You know what I love? That he said it with so much confidence, like we all already know it. You know what I mean? Like he was basically talking about weather. As you know. <laughs> he did like a study at the mall. Like, if I could get him in your time. Here. Excuse me, come over here. <laughs> so, for you, cousin, cousin is not even incest. Whatever, they can have sex with Uncle, niece? That's that's bad. No, no, that's pretty bad. I think that's bad. That doesn't even qualify in your system. It's all pretty bad. (laughs) I'm talking about just the the single family unit. Not not (laughs) going off the brothers and uncles and sisters or whatever. That doesn't matter. But don't you think grandfather, granddaughter would be pretty bad? (laughs) It depends on who asked for it. (laughs) Well, how good looking is the grandfather? Very. Oh, yeah. It's not King Cole. How's that grab you? But none's going to beat a father diddling the, his, his own daughter. <laughs> it's I'm just gonna, the worst one. It is, you're right. Yeah, no one's fighting with you. No one's fighting with you, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get it. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Uh, summer music festivals. Uh. <laughs> Incest fest. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. Infest. I might go to a governor's ball, but we'll see. That's on the list. Oh. Probably Is not. Pimp's Ball on the uh, on the list? Pimp's Ball, no. But yeah, Kings of Leon, Guns N' Roses, Kanye are the headliners. On at the, what? At Governor's Ball. That's in uh, early June. That's the, this weekend. Yeah. I'm going then. All right, give me all you got. Okay, that's Governor's Ball. And then uh, there's American Palooza. Oh, no, excuse me, American Aramarama, where it's uh, Wilco, Bob Dylan, My Morning Jacket, and Bob Weir. Very good. I'd see that show. And it's, it's, I'd see both these shows so far. Yeah, it's touring across America. Then there's the uh, Orion Fest, which is happening in uh, Detroit, and it's, Metallic- it's Metallica's festival. Um, then I'm done. I'm in. Metallica, Chili Peppers, Dropkick Murphys, Fu Manchu. Okay. Then the Clearwater Festival and the Great Hudson River Revival. That's on, that's here right here in New York, and then uh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah, I'm in. Sharon Jones, but maybe not now because you know, God bless her, she's got cancer. Yeah. And uh, Pete Seeger, Mavis Staples. Still, yeah. Pete Seeger's gonna be closing in on a hundred. Oh yeah, it's up there. But yeah, they, yeah, they they have a note actually on the Clearwater thing that she won't be playing. Uh, then Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Which I never, I just the pictures of that are just beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah, there. Oh yeah, tell you, rides gorgeous. Ridiculous. No. Now here's the downside: you got to listen to bluegrass all day. But the funny thing is, bluegrass can be really great in the right, particularly outside. It can be a lot of fun. Yeah, Mumford and Sons is playing. Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, so it's not all bluegrass. That was just a lie <laughs> to get me to fucking go out on a limb. <laughs> it's mostly bluegrass. 
And of course, Bonnaroo. And then Bonnaroo's uh, Paul McCartney. Seems weird, doesn't it? Maybe Servana's coming back. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul McCartney, Mumford and Sons, Tom Petty, Bjork, Wilco, Wu Tang. Everyone's going to be there. Uh, Electric Daisy uh, Carnival, the EDM Festival in Vegas. These pictures kill me. They're Zito so will be at that one. Other people? Yeah, I was cracking up. Yeah, as you go through this, there's pictures of all the different audiences. And you can see whether you would be comfortable there <laughs> by the people who show up. Oh, EDM? Everyone's on Molly, so it doesn't even matter. And everyone's pretty much naked. And then uh, there's Summerfest. That's happening in Milwaukee. Bound Femmes, Rush, Tom Petty, Alice Cooper, Billy Idol, Dr. I, John. Why don't we just admit Tom Petty is at every one of these fests? <laughs> he's, he's traveling this summer. Social Distortion. Uh, then there's the May, Mayhem Festival. That's uh, that's in the United States and Quebec. Macedon, Rob Zombie, Behemoth. It's more metal. It's a metal festival. Then Rhode Island, the Newport Folk Festival with Justin Towns Earl, Beck, the Lumineers, Dawes. I'd like to see Beck. Lollapalooza, that's happening early August in Chicago. And the Cure is headlining that. And Mumford's and Sons shows up again. Of course they do. Another good uh, <laughs> festival in Chicago is Pitchfork Festival. I don't know if that's on the list. It's on the list. It's good. Joe. Check it out. Then. Good. <laughs> hey, Hicks, I'm just getting a ton of people bitching about your smoking. All right, should I, should I calm it down? Yeah, I mean, you're just, it's, a, it's either a constant inhale or exhale with you. Okay. I'll take a break. Yeah, Lollapalooza has Cure, Mumford & Sons, Nine Snails, Queens of the Stone Age, Cat Power. Then there's the Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco, which actually looks like another great venue, where it looks like it's in the middle of a forest. Paul McCartney's playing that. Hall and Oats, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Gary Clark Jr. These are all up on the iBang right now. This is your whole summer planned out. If you could just do one, which one for you? I've never done Bonnaroo. Really? I've never been to Bonnaroo, no. Yeah, you should go to that. That seems like a Hicks thing. <laughs> there is a rumored fish festival this summer, but they haven't announced it yet. Here's hoping. Hmm. Just fish for three days. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, Ron, you're not, you're not supposed to tip at weddings. Your guests should never have to reach into their pocket. I still do anyway. Really? I, I tip at a fucking it's funeral. It's you, an insult to the family having the wedding. Yeah. That you feel like you need to reach into your pocket. You know what the insult is? Wedding. Inviting me to your fucking family's wedding. That's the number one insult. I don't want to go there and watch your fucking daughter get married. My I got other shit to do. My uncle tipped out a funeral once, and it was the last time I saw my great-grandma. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> Just rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I get, I sold your laugh. I'm not going to leave you fucking hanging oh, there. cool. Thanks. Some of these people looked over you. They looked like they were made out of porcelain. <laughs> rigor mortis. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to ask the kids about this. I was talking to uh, Adam from the from the County Crows about this yesterday. 
they will do different versions of their songs in concert. I'm all for it. You're all for it 100%. For it. You don't even... Yeah, I think so, too. I think if you want to hear the original, you just listen to the... The, you know yeah. the original song. Now some people complain about that. Some people are like, "But that's not what I heard." I think some people are. I mean, there's a difference between live music and recorded music. And they don't get that. And they don't get it. Yeah. It's just like the way you never want to hear someone jam in a studio. And I will tell you, bands that have tried to put their jams, and no one needs it. No one likes it. Well, Fish, they mean they're known for jamming. Their live shows are what sell them. Their studio albums never sold anything. And people don't like the, the studio versions of anything that they've ever put out. They like, they like when they perform better. Yeah. Shelby, what about you? Yeah, you want to get a different experience. Like, first of all, you're in a crowd. Like, just being there, like, just makes it a whole different experience. Right. Like, having them possibly play it a little different, you know, with solos, um, maybe playing it a different style. I always like to hear the song that I went to go hear. If there was a song that I liked, I, I mean, I don't go to a tremendous amount of concerts, but when I did, I liked the songs to sound like the thing that made me want to buy a ticket to the show in the first place. Mm. I don't know. You take someone like Bob Dylan. He's been playing the same songs for years, and I saw him a few years ago. It all It's like 50s bebop is the style of music he was playing. So it was like, you know, dust in the wind to 50s Bob. And see, here's the thing. You're going to see Bob Dylan. Exactly. You're not going to to hear renditions of songs that are 40 years old. It is, in fact, as Molly put it best, it's a different experience. You're not doing that. That's the thing that people can't work out in their heads. Yeah, so if there's like a person who's going to hear the original song like exactly as it was on the album, are those the same people that like 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 impersonation bands? Like what if a band sounds exactly like Cowboy right. Crows? Is that like of any value? I don't mean not to me cuz it's like about But you those. know what? If you do a tribute band, you make a lot more money than if you do uh just do your own music yeah. or even our cover band. They actually today want you to dress up like you were Queen. And pretend that and they're, like, they're a good band, but that guy doesn't look that much like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> they're like, you're fucking insane. You're a goddamn nut. You, you've lost your fucking mind now that this person now has to look like Freddie Mercury before you can then say this was a good show. I remember when Hologram Tupac came out, and I'm just like, well, he's transparent. I can't even see it. I can see through him. I would go so far to say... There is no value in you coming in with any expectations to a live show. The same way that if you went and saw a comedian, you would not expect to hear the jokes that you first heard. You would hate that. You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, I'm going to see Jim Norton. I hope he does everything off his first special in order. That would be a crazy person. Why would, like, I hate when I leave a show and someone are like, they didn't do the song that I like best. Yeah, I saw I get a it. pretty big comedian uh, came to my college and I, like, emailed him, like, oh, can you do these bits, like, when you're here? The college asked him, or? Yeah, and, like, I think, like, I think he was, like, happy to do them, but I know some definitely comedians, like, no, I'm doing my own stuff. Well, that would be insane, actually. Um, but I have seen 
performers like do their big song half hearted so they can get out of it. I saw them even cut it down before I saw Elton one time. He's like, I'm going to do it. It's a little bit funny. I see him looking around, <laughs> feeling inside. And then he just ended it after a few bars. Like, here, you got my first hit. So fucking relax. Some of like the smaller bands, they can definitely afford to do different versions of their songs. Like some of the big stadium bands, there's all those just cues that they have to hit with like lights and everything. So Yeah, not- that's a really good point. That If you tie into a light show... Uh, you actually have to do a lot of that shit exactly the way it's planned. That's why I don't like those shows as much, because it's like going to a Broadway show. It's fucking theater. It's not fucking rock anymore. Two concerts where I was really disappointed. R.E.M., which I wanted to go see, and they were so bad in concert. They were so bad live, I couldn't understand any of the songs that I even knew when they were playing them. I I certainly uh, would say this. No one has ever said they're so bad live. <laughs> You're saying is, is, is if that's true, the fact that you couldn't follow along, but that's not known as a band that are, that are so bad live. Well, I just... I, uh, I considered it bad because... None of the songs sounded like they were the ones that I had heard that made me want to go see R.E.M. And then the other one... What song in particular did you want to hear done? Um, the same as on the album. I th- It was, I think, uh, Radio Free Europe. And how did they do it? I don't know, but it was like halfway through before I realized that that was the song they were even doing. I have a live version of Radio Free Europe. <laughs> Yeah, let's play a little bit of it. Now, is this good enough for you, or you would have hated this? I I don't care for this. I don't think it sounds enough like it. I think it's missing something. I would say this is pretty close to the studio version. You're not certainly not doing a different version of it. What you're not getting is the crisp studio sound that apparently you like. You should probably say to yourself, I'm not a live music person. Uh, who else? Uh, the other one was the Paul Simon Graceland tour mm-hmm. where he did like the old stuff but did it all with that African um, sound to it. Yeah. That flair to it. And it was like, that was just, I didn't, if I had known that was what the show was going to be. Well, you just said it was the Graceland tour. So he's touring with those African fucking musicians. Well, I understand that the Grace, the songs off of Graceland sound like that. But when he did old songs... That with also, that band. Yeah. He has that band. Hey, I he's didn't not realize using that. the band from the 60s. You thought that suddenly he would walk out some white guys from the 1960s? Um, here's uh, Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez. Before I get to my point, I, am I the only one shocked that because Fez has never talked music before that he's talking this much about music? Well, he did bring up, I mean, what he's willing to do is discuss the two shows that he went to, which oh. the it seems like the last show that he went to was Graceland, so we're looking at at least 25 uh, or more years ago. Okay. Well, now how you said you should go to a concert and you, all, you should have no expectations. But years ago, a few years ago, I went and saw Neil Young down in Detroit at the Fox Theater, and he played none of his hits. 
Right. I mean, you shouldn't at least play one of your something that makes No, he's toured now probably for 40 years. So he's not going to do the same show that he goes out and do. When you go out to see Neil Young, you're going to see what Neil Young is doing that night. I don't think if you get mad at a band for not playing hits, I don't think you really even are that big of a fan of that band. But you might have a favorite song. I don't know. I'm kind of with that guy. I feel like if he literally played none of his hits, like all these songs that... I don't know. I feel like... So what, it's for a reason. Like people like those songs. I don't know. I saw Neil Young a few years ago, and half the songs were cover songs, and they were great. Like he did like four Beatles songs, and he uh, his encore was a day in the life. It was really good. See, the thing is that you're talking about. That's what Neil Young was doing that night. Yeah. So if you say I want to go see Neil Young, it's a lot different than saying I want to go see Southern Men. You know what I mean? Like that is a different experience than going to see Neil Young. That's not fandom. And I've seen him enough, and I never saw him ever do uh, that Heart of Gold radio. You know, his only, like, top 40 hit. I've never seen him do it. And I never was like, oh, fuck. He didn't do that song that I've heard a million times. Night's ruined. And But, like, really, no matter what concert you go to, it's going to sound different live. Like, I, I mean, I, I go to a lot of Brooklyn shows, and there's not yeah. one band who sounds... <laughs> There's not one band who sounds what, uh, what are you the at? same. Brooklyn shows. Record. Yeah, he goes to band practices. Well, but here's the not thing: band practices. He plays shows. Uh, he actually lives somewhere hip. He's not living in some shitty Astoria, Queens place. Astoria is the place to be. Why don't you hang out with forty-year-olds? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, I just saw this from Shrekalov. Now that Pepper has his indoor cigarettes, it sounds like he's smoking for four hours straight. <laughs> It's a weird thing. So he just smoked 24-7 if he was allowed to. That makes me nauseous even thinking about it. Yeah. I, 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 if, if we were allowed to smoke in here, I'd be smoking another. But would you smoke all during your meals? And would you smoke laying in bed? Whatever. <laughs> Not during meals. Before and after smoking. meals. What's the longest you could go without smoking? It's been a long time since I've gone out a day without yeah. cigarettes. Unless challenge. I was like really sick. I guess when I was sick, I, if I'm sick, I can't smoke. But other than that, hours, not even days. Like I, since I started smoking, I, it's my biggest addiction. I can give up drinking before I give up smoking, probably. That's great. Well, you try to give up smoking here for like even these fake cigarettes for five minutes. What if you, you just pulled yourself away from the mic? Right, I'll start doing that. Just be, be considerate. My email is just fucking no just filled with people. No more. Just saying it's a constant. And then this one guy wrote, I wish he'd go back to chewing on ice. No complaints about you, though, Fez. You're sitting there nice and quiet. Well, I've never smoked. That's not what I'm e talking about. E or otherwise. E? E-cigarette or oh. otherwise. Uh, Matt, Boston, you're on the wrong Fez show. Oh, what's up, boys? Hey, um, I'm just relating to, back to the whole, you know, concert issue of people only seeing, you know, wanting to hear the songs that they want to hear. Like, I try to relate it to, you know, your favorite director. You know, like, you're going to go and see a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know it's going to be some type of Tarantino movie. So why can't people understand that? You're not going to see Inglorious Bastards to see Pulp Fiction. You're not going to see Django to see Inglorious Bastards. 
So why is it that people put it on, you know, rock stars that, you know, you, they have to play the songs that you want to hear? It just doesn't make any sense in my mind. Um, That's a good point. I I just think that there are some bands that want to do everything exactly the same way as they've always done them, whether or not they even have the same players. Like people showing up for, let's say, Beach Boys are basically not really saying the real Beach Boys, but this kind of Beach Boys show. Like Kiss, too, would be another example. There's plenty of... Actually, a lot of the classic bands are an example of going out and seeing a lot of other people redo the music in the style of the album. And then you, I guess you can get whatever you want out of that. But to sit there and, and go to Neil Young uh, or Paul Simon or R.E.M. and decide, I know what they should be doing, not them to me seems ridiculous you have the right to go or not but to sit there and look at a true artist like neil young or paul simon and go no don't do it that way do it this way again it almost sounds like those people who feel like they're in a restaurant and want to sit and order food you know you're not in that it you you're not asking for butter on the side you're showing up and that person's going to give you the fucking show that they're doing, and it's up to you whether you want to be part of that experience or not. Like Lou Reed just got hated on for releasing that like Metallica cover album by people who hadn't even really heard it, and like. Well, a lot of that came from Metallica people too. Yeah, yeah. So you had, I think it was more anti. I think it was Metallica people pissed off. But here's the thing: if you're a Metallica fan, the band's been doing going in a direction for like thirty fucking years now. They're allowed to go off and do albums that they want to do. It doesn't take away from something else. If Woody Allen decides to say, All right, I'm going to do a dramatic movie about death, it doesn't take away from all the comedies. You still have them if you want to go back to it. So the Metallica people, they don't know where Metallica is going because even if this album doesn't work out, Maybe it's setting something two or three albums down the road. Why? What the fuck are you freaking out about? I think that comes from like the the sentiment that a lot of artists have that they're reinventing themselves with this album. Like, you, like look at Christina Aguilera. She was like one thing with one album, completely something else, and then one more thing with her like latest album. I think people just get scared. Like maybe Metallica fans are nervous that this is. They're never going to go back to being 1987. <laughs> they know. shouldn't know. Yeah. That's fucking weird when you act like you're a 1987 band. I think my childhood ended when the Wiggles covered Wheels on the Bus. It's just like, go back to, you know, <laughs> Red Riding Hood, Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. The, fu the funny thing is, the laughs are where the joke should be. That's the weird thing about his comedy sense. Well, my favorite jokes are when you apologize at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have spoke. Oh, I got to do more of those. <laughs> Look, sorry, guys. I like to see you apologize before you did the joke. Look, this is going to be did really that bad. Last night. He was like, I'm really shitty at this. <laughs> and then he started yeah. telling jokes. Yeah. Uh, this was Gotham, was this big? That was yeah. last night? Yeah. No, it was Tuesday. Two nights night. ago. Yeah. By the way, did you get served? Or did you have to have Kool Aid? Oh, I had a seltzer. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Who all did you go with? I went with uh, his friends, my sister's friends. Mm. So she's like the little pet of your group. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That hurts, but... I mean, no, okay. no, she's not the little pet. Molly's really cool. She's super cool. Thanks, Joe. So. You're like uh, Harrison Ford in American Graffiti driving around nice. with that younger girl that he keeps acting like, what are you doing here, squirt? <laughs> throughout the whole movie. But at the end, you see that he really does think a lot of nice things about her. Yeah. I've, I've gotten Harrison Ford before. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're, you should also get Harrison, New Jersey. You remind me of that. Boy, I'll go visit. <laughs> um, here's Rich. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Uh, do you think what you're saying about when people go to see these bands and they get pissed off that they don't play their favorite tunes, do you think it, this is why like, these bands go out now and have whole shows with just one album? Like, like uh, Steely Dan did that seven shows with all their, you know, each show was each album. Yeah, a lot of bands are doing that now. It is kind of an interesting, fun thing to do every once in a while. The fans actually could could like it because most of them have never seen those albums be done live. They weren't around when the band started or whatever. What's really funny is the sequencing on the album is totally different than the way a, a thing should be sequenced live. And you will find that these live shows get very uneven. Well, uh, I went to go see the Pixies do Doolittle, and they did it out of order, actually. And then it, and That's then it, cheating. Yeah, I know. And then they threw in a bunch of songs from other albums. They, like, they did Doolittle out of order, and then did a bunch of other songs. Well, I don't mind that after. But I think that they should have had to do Doolittle, and now I'm <laughs> setting it up. But, that's, but for this, you're like putting constraints on yourself. Uh. But when I saw uh, Steely Dan do that, at the end of like side one, this fucking girl just comes walking out and turns over an album and then puts the thing down and then they went into the second side. It was very funny. And I yelled that I get it. You're acting like this whole thing is just all taking place in a girl's room, right? We should break. You should break. Do me a favor. Oh. Never point that out to the audience. Okay. Fucking type that up or hand it to me on a note. It okay. takes a long time to write. Okay, hold on. We are going to break here. It is the Ron and Fez show. Um, cool stuff up on the iBang viral. The guy who's trying to fucking skydive and his thing is all fucked up and we're getting it off his little go camera. Terrifying. The, shark, the Florida shark... Uh, Frenzy is great, and you can, you will believe a man can fly. It might be the funniest thing I've seen in a while. We'll take a break. We're right back. Run a fast show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Fez Wally. Yeah. This is the the Ron and Fez show. Dish Network. It's the Hopper. The Hopper. You're gonna love the Hopper. And it's. For perfect for Father's Day, where any father, Asian, African-American, anybody, will love the hopper. Everyone wants the perfect DVR system. You get that from Dish Network. Because you can take television wherever you want to. No longer is the DVR banished to the living room. Now TV programming can be watched on your laptop, uh, smartphone, 
tablet, wherever you go, program the hopper, and you can take television with you. Turn any room into a TV room with the Hopper from Dish Network, recording hundreds of hours of TV programming that you can watch where you want, when you want. It's the Hopper from Dish Network. Call 1-800-WATCH-TV. 1-800-WATCH-TV. That's the number. This is perfect for Father's Day. Any dad's going to want to get set up with the best DVR in television. The DVR that the cable companies envy, they don't have because their DVRs don't do what the Hopper does. It's the Hopper from Dish Network. 1-800-WATCH-TV. Get Dish today by calling 1-800-WATCH-TV. Pip, pip, if you need any parts for your... Serious XM radios, then there is a place to go because you do not want to get caught on the customer service line. You don't want to go through that nightmare. It's hideous. You're not going to get any help anyway. Go to TSS Radio, tssradio.com for any of the parts or accessories you need for your Serious XM radio setup. Adapters, antennas, car kits, uh, mounting systems. If you need any part for your Serious XM radio, Radio or refurbished radios, you can go to TSS Radio right now because it's their fifth annual garage sale going on now through tomorrow. Now, this ends tomorrow, June 7th. So you can go to TSSRadio.com, look for the parts that you need. They have the refurbished XMP3 portables, they have the new Sirius Starmate 8Ss, $5 car antennas, replacement radios, anything you need. It's the perfect place for the Sirius XM subscription. Subscriber, TSSRadio.com and their fifth annual garage sale. That ends tomorrow. Go to TSS.com to check out the prices or call 312-846-6606. That number is 312-846-6606 or go to TSSRadio.com. That was weird. Are we on now? We're on now, yeah. So what happened? The Dillette froze up? The Dillette froze. No, pip, pip, we're back. That's what I like to say. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Fez, why don't you do, do a live read for us for the next Unmasked? The next Unmask is this coming Wednesday. Why don't you just say the facts instead of doing the thing seriously? Well, it's special guest Mitch Glazer. The writer, creator, producer of Magic City on Stars. That's coming back for its second season on Stars next week. He also, of course, wrote the screenplay Scrooge. Of course. Produced uh, Lost in Translation. Well, associate producer. And he will be the guest on a mass that's next Wednesday, June 7th at 2 p.m. Go to the iBang, the interrobang.com, to see how you can be part of the studio audience. Mm. That's going to be a good one. I don't see Molly trying to marry him, though. No. There's only one for me. Really? Just one? Andy. There's no one else that we could ever even Dick. bring in here that would impress you? <laughs> no, no, I mean... Andy Dick. <laughs> bet, I bet. <laughs> oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmic kids. Yeah, Cosmic kids. <laughs> uh, what else haven't we got to do? Oh, I want to turn on this thing. I think this is the funniest kid ever. It's up on uh, iBang Viral. You will believe a man can fly. This is the Vine thing is getting crazier and crazier and crazier. But check out this kid flying on a broom. 
<laughs> Why is the vine thing funnier than anything else now? Because it's making people change it up. It's given. I guess they need that six seconds. Joe, you could have done something like I this. Know. Andrew, I know. I have an Android, and they haven't stepped up their game yet. They don't have Vine. No, so they just Apple. got it like the other day. Really? Oh, Droid did. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> I will. You, seriously, <laughs> you're acting like, oh man, I'd be so great if I just had this on my. And you think you can beat that kid? I think I could do some funny vines. Okay. I'm gonna do a vine today. <laughs> now. Who else feels like they want to step up and do funny vines? See, nothing out of Chris Stanley. I'll bring it. Yeah? Because you said you were going to stop that smoking thing. Oh, and you I did. It. That's all right. I'm not good with saying things and sticking with them. <laughs> <laughs> How come we didn't give Shrek a love? That thing has really made a lot of people sad. You just didn't think she was good enough? No, I, I, I went totally unbiased and I thought the other guy was, uh, that was a, that was the comment that I went with. And I thought it was very deserving. Shrekas was shitty. Shrekas just didn't stand out as much to me as that guy's. Uh, that guy's. It always comes back to a fucking gay agenda. Some dude. Or gay agenda. Some greasy dude. Is that why you hate Molly? Because she doesn't have a penis? Yet. Maybe we'll talk after she gets one. <laughs> oh hey, did you see that Navy SEAL? 20 years as a Navy SEAL, now is transgender and is a chick. And this is the one time I would not make fun of this person. She wrote a book called Warrior Princess. 20 fucking years as a SEAL. And is transgender. So they just... Did he want to be a woman the entire time? The entire so. time. Now, the gays identify with the transgenders, right? They're part of the group? Yeah, that's the T in LGBT. Well, wh why do gays identify? Because it's a sexual identity issue. And so, where you, when you identify yourself as gay or lesbian, bisexual, then that, I think that also includes the transgenders and transsexuals. I, mean, I know that it does, but why does it? Well, wait, I would say that it doesn't because now that she's a woman, if she's interested in men, she's straight. She's a straight woman, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You're really going to be honest. With but why would you think that those things even go together, was my question. Because I think it all falls under the umbrella of sexual identity. What about a guy who wants to sleep with a lot of women, no matter how many kids he has? That seems like a sexual identity problem, you know? And he's like, I'm living in the closet, I have to fucking go out and do this. So, like, any married guy who goes to hookers, you should feel like, is a sister to you. Because that's a sexual identity problem. Well, I, I think it's just, it's, it's really just anything that's not straight. Well, transgender is straight, though. Yeah, I guess that eventually ends up being straight. If at all. But you also, you know, the the straight, you act like there's any one type of straight. And a lot of uh, polygamist or non... You know, there's a lot of sex that isn't considered acceptable sex. S&M sex is not looked on kindly by straight people. Uh, Hicks things of adult babies... Um, where he has to have a pamper on? No, that's not me. Hmm? 
Nope, I confused someone else. <laughs> well, I know it was you because that person said they would stop the smoking on the air. And you're doing it again oh within seconds. Do you just forget or you I just... I guess I get away from, I gotta get away from you or else I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I'm addicted to this now. See, he should be part of your thing. He, he struggles. <laughs> it's a struggle for him. Um, Black Earl is on the phone. How you doing, Earl? Buddies, how are you? Good, pal. Um, I just wanted to call and let everyone know um, there's going to be another, um, tonight there's another community board meeting regarding the feature of Five Points out in Long Island City. It's uh, tonight in Sunnyside at uh, 4131 39th Street. Hicks will be there because that's your community, Hicks. It is my community. Not to the kids. You don't know, Black Girl. There's a couple of things I got to tell you about. This is my best friend in the world, and he's as black as coal. So, hey. liberal. <laughs> I'm not as black you know, as coal. I'm an edgy liberal guy. You're very you know. dark. You're you're blacker than coal, Earl. I'm blacker than coal. I'm not Africa black. <laughs> you're so black, you're almost purple. <laughs> I'm not that. More of a if, you, if there wasn't already a band, this, my nickname for you would be Deep Purple. <laughs> Earl, you will not let, you will not unclench your goddamn shark jaws off of this thing. You really want to keep that going, huh? Yeah, because you know what? Because I went to the last community board meeting, and they outlined what they wanted to do with the space, and not the artists, not anyone that is really passionate. The residents picked the plan apart piece mm. by piece because it's just a flawed plan. I mean, they they want to put a public park there, but it's right underneath the seven train, which is the loudest section of of that area. And this place has really made that that particular neighborhood very popular. So why tear something down that is why tear down the only thing that is giving your neighborhood any visibility? It's really funny he brought this up because where I work is literally a block from there. So I get off the train and Five Points is right there off the G train. Is that right? Yeah. And so there's some Italian tourists there who asked me, they're like, do you know where this building is? Uh, it's like just graffiti. I'm like, oh, Five Points. Literally just pointing to the building right there. They had come here from, from Italy. Italy to see this building. Uh, you should be there tonight then and tell your story. Uh, I got work. But. Okay. I would. I'll be there in spirit. But still, really weird that they just brought it up. Yeah, it was the last time I was there, there was a Japanese rock band doing a photo shoot there. There were people from Australia. It was one Any black people Zealand. like us? What us? Well, I'm kind of like a, you know, black people accept me because my best friend's black. Fez, what kind of candy did you get? I got some uh, Werther's. Well, enjoy. Start enjoying. Don't let it sit there. Also, from Brian from Connecticut. Got a bag of Rose Originals for Fezzy. I figured he, he needed something to suck on as well. Put four in your mouth, Fez. Oh, easy enough. Mm-hmm. So, Earl, you're going there tonight, and you said to firebomb the place? No. Okay. Because I thought I could let, get that to go viral. Just let everyone know. It's at the Sunnyside Community Service Center. 4131 39th Street. I think it started at 7 p.m. Is it on the sunny side of the street? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's on the sunny side of the street. But, um, yeah, the community board's meetings are really interesting because they, you know, it, it, it's very structured. I, I thought it would just be everyone kind of ranting and raving, but no, it's, it's a very structured meeting. 
Um, you get to speak if you want to speak, and then you get to pick apart whatever plans that they want to do. And uh, and again, I think the plan that they want to do is just very flawed. It's just forget the fact that they want to tear it down. But, uh, right now, the plan is to tear it down at the end of the year, not September. Um, you, did you get any big? You know, Questlove was just in here today. He would have been perfect for this, Earl. It's funny. I've been trying to reach out to people within the within the hip hop community and the graffiti community. A lot of people I do know were at, were out of town. You know, like uh, Doug Winbush, uh, the bass player for Living Color. He used to be. He was in the studio band for Sugar Hill Records, the first hip, really the first hip hop label. And he, and, you know, he expressed interest. He was like, "Man, this really sucks." Everyone's kind of resigned. To it. They think you it's know, already going to go down. Well, yeah, because the plan that they want to do is actually the plan B. The plan A is to build a single tower of resident, resident residential space with no public park and tear it down anyway. That plan's a go. The hearings now are for, uh, they want to build a second tower next to it, but in order to do that, they have to go through all these hearings and so even if what I want to do for the artists over there is put up a giant canvas and just say, here, paint something nice, preferably a dog. Well, this is for you well, now. The, well, the, one of the things that they picked apart at the meeting was that they there's plans to have smaller art spaces there, but two of the big giant murals that they plan to put there are obscured by trees. Let's face it, Earl. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Know what I'm saying? The black man. So, I I think... Where's my 40 acres and a mule? I didn't get fucking nothing. (laughs) The weird thing about me is I passed for white. I thought you were white. Exactly. Wow. (laughs) This is fucking great. Never knew. Fez, how's that candy? (laughs) It's gross. I've never had a word as original. How did so you not have one? It's That's grandma. That's grandma candy. I had been around forever, but I've never had one before. Yeah, it's delicious. All right, Earl. Well, we'll be there tonight. All right, guys. Save five points. 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 Save all right, Earl. All right, guys. Say hi to your son, Jaden. Hey. <laughs> I guess you could say that's his five points plan. <laughs> Listen to this. We're already writing up a song this quick. This is the save five points. Five points. Save some five points if you will. Save some five points, five points, five points. Yeah. Take it, Shelby. Come on. We're all doing it. I'm going to stop by and see Five Points and then get some free food from Catholic Joe. Okay, yeah. Just give me free entrees. Okay. I'll pay for the sides. Okay. Cool. Are you going to tip? <laughs> Fuck yeah, tip. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go with Questlove. I didn't see this thing, if it's okay if I mention it, with Jerry Barker. All right, here is... Do you remember when the guy came in from Fort Bragg, right? Yes. And we were like, well, let's try to get you some 
attention for the K, uh, Camp Patriot hockey team. Jerry Barker is now going to write an, uh, an article for us. And the New York Times is going to take the piece. Whoa! So, Jerry Barker is going down there to Fort Bragg at the end of the month, and the story is going to run sometime in July. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Dell writes in, Hey, Ron, when Fez is overly enthusiastic during live reads after being quiet for the previous hour on the air, it really angers me. I find myself getting fumed up. Um, does Fez understand that he's hurting the sponsors by being so damn foolish? I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. Many others on the Pal Talk chat rooms. I don't know, Ron. This was just on my mind. Thanks, buddy. Seems like a silly thing to get upset about, where it's going to ruin your day. Well, you say you're more enthusiastic to read something than you are just to express yourself. Right. I, uh, yeah, I get a lot less tongue-tied if it's prepared and I know what I'm going to say. Where a lot of times if I'm expressing myself, I have no idea where I'm going. Hmm. So you think he's wrong to get angry about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's nothing to get upset about. Well, like you, when you went to see REM, they want the old REM. They want the murmur REM. And you're giving them the shiny, happy people REM. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Um, what else did we get signed by Adam Doritz yesterday? Um, let me see what it was. There's another... Uh Counting Crows album. That was we it Hard Candy? No, it was not Hard Candy. Sat that Satellites one? I think that was it. Look it up very quick. Do you have it with you? No, it's upstairs. It was... Oh, it was Underwater Sunshine. Uh, well, we wanted to give that out uh, today. Signed by Adam Duritz. And the winner is... Shrekalove! Oh, Shrekalove! Today's contest. Woo! So thanks for everybody for trying to play. But she was the only one. She got it. She's yeah. the winner. She picked it out. You got her already got her information? I, sh I should have her information, yeah. Oh, from the time that you flew out there in the Phoenix and stalked her. No, I've never stalked anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, from that time. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing great. I was just looking through her window last night. She's really doing good. She exercises before she sleeps and then moisturizes. <laughs> um, anything anybody's got to uh, plug before we get out of here today? It's a fast show. Shelby, you want to try singing? We pass on that for now. I want you at least try Frere Jaca. I want you to sing a French song. <laughs> Molly, anything you want to plug? Uh, nope. You know, just keep listening. Keep on listening, everybody. <laughs> Catholic Joe, anything at the Catholic Channel? Uh, we'll be talking about the Pope, probably. Okay, Pope News. <laughs> so. Pope News coming up. Pope News. I'll go over to check out the next Unmasked with Mitch Glazer. That's on the iBang. That's actually going to be very interesting. And a lot of fun. And will do you remember one time uh, that one of the married brothers came in, right? Yes. Which one was it? Joel. 
I'm only going to say this. Will there be other Murray Brothers this week? We'll have to see. Hint. Hint. No, don't say hint. Hint. <laughs> Just ask the musical question. Um, that's it for us. We are out of here. How about you, Hicks? Anything you got to plug? Uh, movie tickets still available for the Davey Mac Movie-Thon. Go to thestandnyc.com. That's happening in less than two weeks. I think Dave's going to be here next Thursday. He's going to come by, yeah. Well, first, he's going to put together the Sam and Dave show, which is going to be great. That's, I didn't know that was a reforming of that show. Somebody asked him if they would. Oh, Consider really? it. Yeah. Mm, that hurts. They say it's not so e-smoky. <laughs> Damn. Didn't know that, that was my reputation now so quickly. Uh, Gorilla Bob, you're on the Run Fest show. Buddy. Hey, uh, Ron, I thought maybe you could tell your story about uh, Ronnie Two Bucks and that guy that you gave two bucks to in the men's room. How much time do I have? Ten seconds. Oh, I'll have to tell, tell it another day. Tell it tomorrow. I'll tell, tell it next tomorrow. time you're doing tipping. All right, Talk peace. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>